0: What's up, hoes? Welcome to HB Hoes with your hosts, Maddie and Sammy. Hello. Uh, welcoming back our most favorite guest, Jenna. Hello. Well, I'm is- still here. Yes, she's still here. We yeah. have
1: brought her on after the first episode went so well. We brought her on to be um, our semi-permanent series uh, co-host for this series, Rings of Power, until the end of time or the end of the Middle-earth, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying to get into No, but it's wedding, okay. But, you know, I'm working on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you back. Um, we're going to jump right in, because that's what we like. Yes, jumping right in, dry and all. Um,
1: I actually wanted to start off and ask you guys overall thoughts, you know, just brief how did you feel at the
2: beginning of the episode? How did you feel at the end of the episode? How did you feel? <laughs> I, had a, I had a whole like mixed bag, honestly. Well, like from the first two episodes, obviously it's more setup and getting to know the characters and the introductions and things like that. And we still had introductions of new characters this episode as well. Yes. But this one was more, even more so as far as like cinematic like we're gonna talk about like some mm-hmm. of those scenes, I'm I'm sure because yes. I know Sammy, yeah. you're just all about that. But like, this is probably the first episode where I watched it at least three times. Not only to just enjoy it, but take notes, but just to rewatch it again because this one was significantly better to me as far as the yes action and yes. just actual story yeah coming to fruition and starting
0: yeah I agree with that I think there was a lot more action it was yes we got some new characters and I guess some character development
1: yeah for sure Um,
0: but it was like it was very visually appetizing Yeah. yeah um
1: I kind of felt like there was um there were a lot of moments that I was like they put so much detail into the cinematography and the CGI and everything that they built in this Mm -hmm. world that it almost does it an injustice to go by it all so quickly. Like you're taking stills of every shot. It like, it feels like, wow, what a waste because I know this is gorgeous and we're just flying by it. And I wish that there were, more times you know that we just paused for a second on one thing um where we just kind of like swept right by it because there was something even bigger right after it
2: yeah Um, I do think that they they'd spent a decent amount of time like on the introduction of Numenor though because like when the ships were coming through they did give the whole landscape aerial view and then as the ships Um, are coming into the port you see the up close of the statues and you know, it I think it, it was gorgeous. It, like, was, it was amazing. Good. That's
1: specifically what I was talking about. And I think that it was so beautiful that we didn't get enough time with it. Like I'm, I was searching through Twitter. I'm just like, I just want to see pictures of this because it was so pretty. And there was so much going on. There was so much detail that I'm like, I, even though we spent a good amount of time and there was a good chunk of the episode really showing all of that detail, it still wasn't enough for me. Because I've never seen a show to this magnitude of like CGI detail. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, this is really just like a first, it's really like a blockbusting kind of thing. Like this is the new thing. This is what shows are going to have to live up to going forward if they really want to like wow, you know, the audience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I agree with both you guys. I think it was great. Um, I was really excited to meet new characters. I think the character development was wonderful. I was really happy to see them in some more like dramatic scenes and mm-hmm. and action scenes and that kind of play out. I was, you know, we're simultaneously watching House of the Dragon, So I'm like, and we just got a really big episode three with that series. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I need something. <laughs> I'm starving for action and you know, so yeah, this episode definitely uh, pulled through. Um, so we're going to walk through it kind of chronologically and just jump in where we have notes and discussion points and just go that way. Um, so the we start off with uh, our endear waking up, being dragged by the... Um, English speaking orcs, which was one of my biggest notes. I was like, oh shit, they speak perfect oh. English in this show.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh,
1: and then he sees that he is being dragged to like a prison mine yeah. sort of classic. You know, yeah. Classic. And there's yeah. other elf prisoners there. Which yeah. was Are
0: they all elves? That was my question. Or are they just all kinds of prisoners?
2: Uh, From what I noticed that it was mainly elves for for the most part, because even when they did go by, like, um, I I would assume that the men for the most part were well men, but the males were elves because then they did go by like um, women and children, which I would assume would be humans.
1: I didn't even catch that. Yeah. But there were women and children
2: there huh? yeah because uh I, I would think because with the last episode when they um when Bronwyn and Arendir went to the village and realized that there were no bodies left over yes. I would assume any survivors of those villages that they've been were, were taken were taken those are yeah. prisoners as well but as far as the ones actually like working like doing the hard labor part of it I believe oh. elves all
1: elves yeah that's all i noticed was male elves that were digging and all of that and then we we i don't know if at this point in the episode we know that they're in the southlands but we do know eventually that the southlands were mostly inhibited by humans so it would make sense of why they would also have human captives um yeah, so that we start off with that and then kind of immediately go to Gladriel and Hallbrand on the ship, sailing to what we find out is Numenor, and they're with um, Eesendil. Is that Elendil. Elendil, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Elendil. I'm having a hard time, guys. Look at the names. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just learned all the characters that we were introduced in episode one and two and now we have a whole new lot yeah <laughs> so, well a
2: lot of them sound the same too they, yeah. they end yeah. with saying like start with same letters and with same letters
1: yeah, yeah 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 it's a lot like the targaryens and the Vol- oh yeah and it's all very similar i'm just like god yeah. yeah. you know it I'm like, they should really start releasing these two shows like on opposite sides of the year, like you know, <laughs> September through, you know, November and then the other one, like February to April. But just so we can get a grip because this is a lot. Um, okay, so he comes out, he's the captain of the ship and um, basically is is taking them to Numenor. Galadriel is asking, you know, where are we going? He's not really telling them. And he, uh, I don't know if this is when we go to a flashback of Eason Deal, right? And, or I, I could, couldn't tell if it was a flashback or not of the sea cadets on the shore and, you know, the, their... Captains.
2: I think it was kind of, hap- it was happening at the, at the same oh, time. Oh, so
1: they yeah. were on the ship with them. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Um... Maybe I'm not the best narrator for today's podcast.
2: <laughs> I already I'm just there's a uh, lot of like scene cuts like going going back and forth between like a lot of the same like same characters, uh, especially in the in the beginning.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I um actually for a second thought that uh, it was a flashback of Isindiel younger and that what we now know is a sealed door. I thought that was him younger for mm-hmm. like 15 minutes until I heard someone actually say his name. And I was like, oh shit. Different yeah. dude. Totally different dude entirely. <laughs> so that really is was one of the big things that um, you know, that happened is we are introduced to young Asildoar, who ends up being such a power player. I know. I know <laughs> uh, is such a power player in the Lord of the Rings uh franchise films yeah. and the story. Well,
2: yeah, so it, it's gonna go like further into the episode because um stildor is uh ellendale's son That's yes. yeah
3: so, so that that's
2: the whole thing with with him being they're very uh i can't remember what their like phrases for the sea but they're very loyal to the sea the sea knows. It's,
1: it's like the sea knows the best but in pretty <laughs> words yeah pretty pretty so, words like, he <laughs> knows the way so, it is what it is
0: faster than the sea there you go. There you yes. go. Yeah. And I know yeah. that because restaurant work. <laughs> 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 uh don't ask me how that relates, but <laughs> <laughs> the girls that get it get it. They get it. <laughs> <laughs> Um yes. yes, we are here for you, restaurant hoes. We
1: yes. understand. Oh
3: yeah.
1: Um yeah, so uh Gladriel and Hallbrand are brought to the queen of Numenor. And Numenor, um, maybe let's do like a quick history lesson um, to round it out. They kind of go over it in context, but Numenor was a, was originally, and Jenna, Jenna, please jump in, but um, originally the elves helped create that kingdom because the humans that were there were friends with the elves and helped the elves fight uh, more Morgoth. Yes. Okay. Yes. Morgor or Morgoth, and there's Mordor. You know, it's. I just Mordor's know. the place. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 I always get them confused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, Numenor is this like incredible city, and that was one of the big. That was what we were both all just talking about um, a couple minutes ago. The introduction into that, Galadriel immediately knows where they are when they're sailing into it with all mm-hmm. of the. um Sculptures and everything off the cliffs, and just that was so great. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, but is there anything else? So, what was really interesting because, like, in my notes, having little knowledge of like the lore and the actual books and the story behind all of it was, you know, why is Numenor not really mentioned in any of the movies and what happened, you know, because we know eventually that the queen is not really she's like okay gladriel you're an elf bitch fuck you you know like <laughs> like we're gonna keep you in the palace and hallbrand's cool because he's a human but um you know i don't d- do you know anything about like the history or like what happened i think that's one of the biggest questions of the non-lore uh
2: so numenor was eventually uh destroyed so that's I imagined. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so that's why we don't see it in the the regular Lord of the Rings movies. but obviously there are some descendants of Numenorians because uh, I think I mentioned last uh, episode that Aragorn, who's obviously one of the main characters he is um, part he's part Numenorian so that's yeah. why he was able to. Li- so there are descendants of those people. It's just the island itself through, all of this second age um pretty much everything that this entire like series is going to go over is pretty much go- going to be like the downfall of Numenor mm. yeah okay but well that's and I then the other thing like too to, to really mention is cool. that um the queen Muriel she is uh, acting queen her father the king is still alive which later on in the episode very briefly she does like contact her father and say the bitch is here yes <laughs> yeah yeah so she she's like acting like queen making decisions but really she still does have her father above her
1: gotcha kind of like the dwarf that we met yes. in episode yeah. Dur-
2: yeah yeah Durin's like father is still there yeah
1: yep um, I realized that I'm reading through the scenes and I completely skipped the introduction to the queen and went immediately to Isildur's, uh, I think I was most excited about that, but yeah, yeah so let's, let's go back. So Galadriel and Halbran, they're going, um, you know, they go to Numenor, just spoke for that. And then they meet the queen. You just, uh, talked about the queen. Muriel is her name. Um, and then we kind of get some context that elves aren't necessarily friends anymore, and etc. And then we get, um, uh, Ellen Deal. Mm-hmm. You're doing it, I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> You're good, <laughs> they're hard <laughs> names, man, to remember. <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah. So then we get uh, Ellen Deal on the ships, and we actually meet uh, young Asiel Yes. And now we can open the curtain to him because uh, I'm, so, <laughs> no, I'm so excited.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm so excited for his his character because for those of you who who don't know. Me, um, <laughs> and, and Maddie. um, if you have watched the Lord of the Rings movies in the beginning of Lord of the Rings, there is a scene of uh, a certain man cutting the fingers off of Sauron, uh, to get the ring. That is a Sildur, and we're seeing him as a child right now, which is like. I'm so excited for, it. like, I, I just, I love his character. And- oh my
0: God. Jog our memories. Like I've seen all the movies, but like. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. so basically in like the, the, the war essentially, because again, this whole series is it's Sauron and the forging of the rings and everything. Um, but yeah, the, the scene in the, the Lord of the Rings, the movie is, it's like the one ring that Frodo eventually like, um, you know, gets. Mm -hmm. Uh, is on sauron's hand and isildur is the one who um cuts that ring off of sauron's hand and the ring um he is the one who's corrupted in the beginning who refuses to destroy the ring um and he was killed he was later killed by the orcs um and the ring was lost for thousands of years okay
0: well you just made something click in my mind I guess we'll get there I don't know Mm -hmm. in the scenes but I'm sure we will yeah so (laughs) thank you for that connection
3: yes Um, so uh
1: I think now should be a good time to say this episode contains spoilers
2: (laughs) (laughs) if you have not seen the original Lord of the Rings movies. Well, we just. Sauron's so still yeah, alive. I know. I know.
1: Honestly, yeah. We'll put that in the description. Um, I, have- uh, I don't know. They no. fucking know. Yeah, awesome. still know. alive.
3: Glad should- real doesn't kill him. Yeah.
1: These, <laughs> are, these episodes are called discussions for a reason. They're back yeah. the episode, and then they say discussion. So, like, please, anybody that doesn't know that, I have a friend that listened just to listen she's like oh I'm interested in this show I haven't watched it yet but I'm gonna listen and then she says to me after finishing the entire episode she's like you should probably put like a spoiler alert in the beginning of your episode (laughs) I was gonna do that this time completely forgot so now's a good time I just thought (laughs) we were talking about the movies but um this might be may or may not be a book spoiler alert but wasn't um uh Isildur wasn't he the one that was supposed to he was supposed to get rid of the ring and then he chose not to
2: yeah because I mean essentially that's the the power of the 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 ring and being drawn towards the power that it has in the in the darkness Um, uh, in a way it's a it's always been thought of that like the ring has it, it, like, it's almost, it's its own being. Like, it's almost alive and it wants to survive. So it corrupts the people that it's most near because it doesn't want to be destroyed. So if it can corrupt anybody that it comes into contact with, that person is going to do everything that they can to protect it. Yeah. So.
1: Is there, like, a specific reason why humans and hobbits were always in charge of this ring? Or, like, why yeah. didn't elves... I mean it's not so it's not so
2: much that it it's just how the ring happened to come about going from person to person like yeah it's path from um, everything. question
0: how fucking fast
2: would you fold if this ring was calling out Oh I'd fucking fold I turn into a oh, fucking ring two. race like instantly I would fucking <laughs> fold I'd fold instantly
0: oh my god I i don't i would
1: you know the narcissism in me wants to say i wouldn't fold or i'd try as hard as i could but like
2: i mean realistically that's probably what i would say i'd say i'd try but i mean if these like you know badass characters and these kings and these like powerful people can't you know help but be corrupted like but Some I mean, maybe Joe Schmo why. on the streets.
1: <laughs> but like, have you ever thought maybe that's why? Like, it's the, it's the maybe it's the powerful people that shouldn't have it. Like, it, no,
2: it, yeah. I mean, that's that's really what it is. Yeah, but,
1: I mean, that's essentially like why Proto the the Joe Schmo like had it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And- like because he had never known privilege in his life, and maybe that was what. But made he
2: was tempted him. many a time. He, oh, he put, sure. it, he put it on a few times.
0: <laughs> it's a hot Joe Schmo summer, and
3: they're <laughs>
0: <laughs> give us the rings. Us- <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference.
1: Oh, the Charlie's Angels, I can't give us our oh. rings. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, oh,
3: no.
1: oh my God. That's oh, really gosh.
3: Great.
1: Um, So, <laughs> yeah, no, we would all be tempted. Anybody uh. that otherwise is a goddamn liar. Mm. So, um Okay, so <laughs> let's let's bring it back. So we have a yeah. Gildor, we kind of know where he is. It's going to be really fucking interesting knowing where he's going and what led mm-hmm. up to that. I think that that's what I'm most excited for about this. Like yes. this series is seeing that character development because we only really know him from a certain time. And, mm-hmm. you know, no real backstory. Like we know about his family and where he's from, but we don't really we've never really seen him. So like, and he's already showing, you know, later on in the episode, he's already showing some kind of like rebellious traits and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So I'm really interested to see how he develops and what actually like unfolds with him and his decision-making.
2: Yeah, because they they already like show, like you said, a lot of, you know, not, not so much his downfalls, but his rebellious side, but they also did... Uh, again we're skipping way way ahead to the the scene where he's talking with his dad and his sister yep and he convinces his sister to apply it he has good in him just like everybody else and i that's i think what they're going to play a lot on is his his battle back and forth being a good son a father or, or, or like you know being a good son to his father being a good brother like all this other
0: the ring always finds men and that's for <laughs> well, do you think we would have this story if a woman had it
3: <laughs> I'm good dude uh, got it I'm-
0: yeah
1: well i mean maybe that is a metaphor maybe tolkien knew what he was doing he knew what he was saying Uh-oh.
0: We do have Nori, though, so I'm interested to see how this all ties in. Maybe. Yeah, so... Sorry,
1: Maybe. go ahead, Maddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know... Yeah, it is going to be interesting to see how all the storylines kind of connect going forward. Um, but I have... I Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about Nori. But let's get through this, this yes. couple, like, interim... Um, okay so we have the queen the queen region mariel is is speaking with ellen deal about the origin of his name and his loyalties et cetera. we're back in like the hall where they're getting mm-hmm. kind of scolded and and she asks him um well actually Gladriel's not there with him it's just the queen
2: and uh, yeah because like, yeah. this is because this is after know. uh hal brandon gladriel leave and another like small thing too is that um when i loved how halbrand walked up to um ellen deal and was able to pickpocket a uh, gladriel stagger back for yes. her and yeah. give and give it back to her uh, yeah um, so that was something that
1: i noticed and i'm like okay this man is a little thiefy thief.er like he's yeah. just he I oh we see definitely. we
2: see that later too yeah he's oh yeah he's a he's a swiper, no swiping
1: yeah definitely he ends like a motherfucker this man um i and i think that he just does it just to to see if he can do it like i think that that's it's really more of like a thrill i feel like i don't think he's doing it for survival or anything um but yeah well that
2: that part no but definitely like through the episode uh uh, going on like last pods um theories and stuff he's he has other motives for being in Numenor definitely
1: yeah so um so yeah he originally steals Galadriel's dagger right mm-hmm. Isn't it? yes yeah and then, and then uh Captain O Captain steals <laughs> it and then he steals it he back gets ba- yeah and it gets then gives back. it to Galadriel yeah. so um you know is there I don't know if any of that was like an ulterior motive because why steal it from her just to steal it back from somebody else to give it back to her like i'm like uh,
2: just like it when her trust yeah well that's just, to, saying, to, to, it. just to use her later on probably. yeah exactly
1: like are the is it altruistic or is there an ulterior or something at play um so that was kind of my question about that but <laughs> Basically, we're at the point where the queen and um, Ellen Deal are in, you know, a room together. She doesn't know who he is. He's introducing himself to her and and she is asking him specifically about his name and his origin. And he says, oh, my my name is like the looker of the stars or, you know, something along the lines of a stargazer. And then she's like, that's not the only meaning. And then he says, okay, it also- Oh, friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, because he is from a long line of elf friends um <laughs> so she's the kind of language
0: that they referenced
2: yeah he does speak elvish as well too yeah. later on so
1: yep so um so that is kind of where we come to and then i don't and yeah, the
2: queen what... basically sends him on this thing like hey you know keep track of the elf. Like, I know she's probably up to no good. Why is she here? Because really, Gallardville's not supposed to be there. Well, and-
0: right. He did grill him about that too. Like, why did you bring it here after it's been banned? And I do love yeah. what he said. He was like, I just, you know, she came to me in the sea. It, like, I don't know. He's just like, what's that song about
2: the sea? Brand well, new- it's very much bringing back Brand the whole just- thing that I said about the, their loyalty to the sea that, you know, everything yes. about the sea is, is a meaning. Well, I mean, yeah, no, about.
1: so, that song, Brandy. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it actually might be. It's like Brandy, you're a fine girl.
3: What yeah, a fine you have the one. You will be. <laughs> but my life,
1: my love, <laughs> and my, my life. Life. Oh, and the <laughs> yeah,
3: that's the one.
1: <laughs> okay, we have two Charlie's Angels references on the board <laughs> right now. Oh my god, I forgot it. Uh, actually yeah, in that. you just yeah, had, you just had them all in your head when Sorry, you're unintentional. No. Yeah, I'm <laughs> about it. It's the subconscious. You know, love fucking, we love Charlie and the Angels. Um, but yes, that's that's I think both of those are in the same exact movie. Actually they're in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. But, it starts off with Brandy and ends with give us our rings.
0: <laughs> I need to watch this again. Oh, but no. yeah, no, I, I, I just thought that was really nice just the C thing, but it was a good loophole to get trust from the queen. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this and she doesn't trust him, but she's like, I'm good with you being here for now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she does. I
1: remember it does like cut off. She's like, okay, well, if you do really want to like prove your trust then. And then it kind of like, it's, it's kind of ambiguous. Like she doesn't, it doesn't say watch over this person. It doesn't say kill. Cause originally I thought, Oh my God, she's trying to get him to kill her.
2: Yeah, she says um, something like, then I need you to perform a service for me, dot, exactly. dot, dot.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, and then cut scene. So I'm like, okay. And then he, you know, turns back up um, with her. I think this is the next.
2: Yeah, he ends up following her around because like she obviously is looking for a way to get out of there because one, she knows she's not welcome. And two, Numenor is far from where she wants to be 100% like looking for Sauron and, exactly. and being on her her journey
1: yeah exactly so um actually the next scene is we are back to the Southlands mm-hmm. um and we see deer with the other elves and they're digging and slaving away and chained up and they're mm-hmm. devising um some sort of escape plan where they're trying to figure out where exactly they are because i don't think any of them know that they're in the southlands
2: they're kind of they basically said like if any of us can get out just look to the tree line and fucking bolt yeah by the way
0: it's comparable i wrote this in my notes i forgot to say it earlier though it is comparable to the fucking upside down for them right now oh yeah yeah that's where they are Uh yeah
1: it feels like it and then yeah so we have the orcs that are all huddled uh and very creepily speaking uh um, you know american like english uh under the you know the 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 little uh, hut thing yeah (laughs) and so they're they're like you said they're basically just like okay whoever can get up there you know they're trying to figure out how to get up there and then the um Oh my God, the water ration scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. So this whole cool episode, like I said in the beginning, there's uh, a
2: very just like psychological. It's, yeah. I mean, but that's pretty normal for any prisoner situation. Yes. You know, take a little and then, you know, give them some hope and then just literally cut them down. Like it's. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. so that was, you know, I've been craving from this, and there's a lot of discussions about how graphic this show is going to get, because it's, like, very clear, like, Jeff Bezos wanted his own Game of Thrones, he, like, verbatim said that, and so we're like, okay, so on one hand, we're expecting that, but on the other hand, we're kind of expecting a more Tolkien, like, it's not going to be so graphic. If it's there's just
2: more implied. It. Than yes, actually shown.
1: Exactly. So um with this, it was nice to see something getting like really serious and really climactic. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because we haven't really gotten that outside of like Starboy Wonder, you know, um landing. Mm-hmm. Outside mm-hmm. of that, that was a really big climax point in the first two episodes. Random. Um, and ever since then it's just kind of been like coasting upwards towards like a really big climax, but Um, Mm -hmm. this was nice because it's, there's tension and, you know, there's all these things that you want in a dramatic scene. Um, yeah. And we see the orcs that are just fucking with these men or Mm -hmm. elves basically. And then I didn't really understand why when the last guy took the drink, it was like his throat was slit. Was it because there was no water left? Like, was that?
2: No, it was just, it was just to fuck with them. Yeah. It was a ploy. it, it was, was just to just to give them hope, like okay, like first person is going to take a sip, nothing happens to him, he passes it along. Second person takes a sip, nothing happens. Okay, this this might be okay now. And then the third person gets it, and they're like, oh never mind. And yeah. like it's just the just to fuck with them. That's yeah, all
0: fucked. RIP, yeah, on um, dear vicious.
1: Uh, yeah, no, seriously, because there is absolutely no rhyme or reason. It could have been any
2: of them. Um, yeah, I mean, realistically, yeah, it just could have been any of them.
1: Well, you know, and the thing is, is the first two that took the sips were the first two that made it the farthest, so maybe the orcs are fucking dumb. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> well, not,
2: not even that, it's just, like, they realize, the orcs realize that those three, like, I mean, as much as orcs are played off to be, you know, stupid, they, part, part of them, are they're not. Yeah, you know, no. they know, they know the strength of elves they know how elves are that they are you know they're, they're gonna try to do something yeah um yep. and then especially when they get to that that impasse because the the tree is there um yeah because that was the whole like starting or the pausing of what made the orcs take notice that they stopped and just talking about the tree was there first and of course, the elves' connection with nature and, and things yeah. like that, and it's just it's also very, um, I guess like poetic in a way that you know, because obviously they weren't willing to cut down the tree, um, and dig around it and put in more work to dig around it, yeah. And at the end, obviously, after seeing you know, Thrandir get his throat he's just like okay like i'll cut down the tree then like mm-hmm.
1: yeah what yeah. i have to do yeah. yeah And that, i mean it was kind of shitty to watch that you know because it's like you know yeah. that that was a huge struggle it's kind he of like bring
2: before also he- like a moral thing too because it's something that he just morally <laughs> didn't want to do either
0: yeah he said something before he cut down the tree like i obviously in elvish i went to look it up but i couldn't find it i mean app scene i don't know if maybe you looked it up jenna uh,
2: i i couldn't find anything on it either yeah I, yeah I, tried, I, but found, I found a couple people that were like trying to figure out what it was but nobody really had an answer it, it sounded like kind of like a
1: prayer like yeah like i'm so sorry but i have yeah. to do this. Like, like you have yeah. to
3: do it
1: well yeah so i mean we've learned like we know a lot about like native americans and you know, they used to pray and do a ritual and things like, not all of them, but, it, you know, some... Well, for,
2: for anything, if they if they had to use something in nature to benefit themselves, it was a sacrifice that they were thankful for. Exactly. You know, and it well, didn't it, matter if it was a tree or a plant or an animal. It's yeah. whatever it is in nature, it's it's giving them something. So yeah, they are thankful it. for it. That's exactly
1: right. So that that's what it read to me was like, you know, he was kind of just it was almost like an I'm sorry and a like a prayer because obviously at some point in in elves lifetimes they've had to do something where they're sacrificing some sort of nature or animal or other being so I think that it was more of like a it sounded like a prayer to me like it sounded like just like a quick give thanks I'm sorry Mm -hmm. you know I appreciate this yeah um so he uh Open this back up. <clears throat> okay, so then we go right from that to um, Ellen Deal and Galadriel,
2: and yeah, and um, him finding her because she's like, I'm, I'm about to hop on this little dinghy boat and yeah. <laughs> sail out to sea myself.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he he's like, uh, I wouldn't do that. And she's like, I'm gonna fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. And then he basically is just like, I have some somewhere better. Follow me. And he said, I'm going to ride somewhere. And then she's like, ride. And, you know, her little elvish ears perk up because obviously a bitch loves a horse. So (laughs) Um, (laughs) loves a horse. And I had a flashback moment of watching Lord of the Rings, uh, the second movie, the two towers, twin. Two towers.
2: Two towers, yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Jesus. I'm just making sure that I'm getting this right (laughs) for Mm -hmm. everybody that's listening. Um, and Gandalf's white horse. And she was on the prettiest white horse, and it just it's this gorgeous beach scene of them coasting on, and she's having the time of her life, and it's the only time we've ever seen her smile in the show thus far. Um, and they're going to the hall of lore. Yes, Hall of War.
2: Yeah, so it's basically just all the scriptures and any notable sigil, marking, history, anything in... It's like a library. Yeah, basically a library, yeah.
0: Yeah, which was really beautiful. Of course, everything was scrolled up, like little scrolls. But of course, it looked like plans of architecture. Little yeah. architecture <laughs> everywhere. I don't yeah. love, them.
1: which is good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if if um, an engineering mm-hmm. office was built in this world, that's what it would look like.
0: I'm sure they had engineering documents in there.
3: I'm like, just-
1: yeah, I'm I'm sure they did. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then we realized through just their quick conversation in the beginning that um, it was uh Elrond's brother that built that place Uh um Elros yes yeah so she you know they they're looking up at a portrait and I actually watched this episode with my dad who was visiting over the weekend and he was like I'm trying to write notes at the same time and he kept grabbing the remote and pausing it and be like you're missing it oh no (laughs) so (laughs) um yeah that was something that he noted to pause was that el rose was the one that actually built hall of war and mm-hmm. that immediately built some sort of camaraderie between galadriel and
2: um because- ellen deal also puts in perspective for ellen deal that yeah she is that old that she n- personally like knows this. Know. Yeah.
1: yeah, who built this thing? That's now yeah. since is old for and has been in my family for however. Yeah,
2: well, yeah. and I want to point
0: out something too. Now that we've all just learned on this episode of our podcast that Numenor eventually is destroyed, mm-hmm. I feel like they do foreshadow it um, in their conversation. He does say like this was almost destroyed,
2: mm-hmm. like
0: this place was it wouldn't be here yeah. if it for his something.
2: father saved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, Okay, so then there is, um, okay, so then we go actually to to Hallbrand, who is, uh, tries to get a job as a Smith. He's there, you know, with these other human dudes that are all, uh, I would say, like, very, just like, kind of righteous cunties is how I would describe them, everyone in this. (laughs) (laughs) Righteous cunties. I'm just like, I, I don't like any of them. But he's sitting there, they kind of try him and it was really interesting. And I love like, there was a build in anticipation on like, is this man gonna freak out? Or is he, you know, he, cause he like really does like kind of puff up his chest and he gets ready to let And I'm just like, okay, we're about to see a brawl right now. And then he's like, nope, drinks on everybody. It's time to say thank you for accepting me.
3: Yeah. Once
1: everyone drunk steals the sigil. <laughs>
2: yeah Yeah, which he thought he was stealthy with because he does eventually get caught yeah like very very shortly after yeah yes
0: and he steals the sigil because he needs it to become a uh, smith
2: yeah yeah so again he's he, he really wants to be a smith and get access to that forge Whatever could he want to forge for to make? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you got, you got some pretty uh, creepy witch king uh, vibes going on now. Because I, I was before, like, like not fully saying that Hella was Sauron, but now I'm like, I, I like thought back because the um, for like a little bit more uh, like context, the the witch king like sauron is is one of like the elders like he's he's not human but he can shift but the witch king is human and the witch king is like sauron's right hand man and he's the leader of the ringwraiths which are the wraiths that um in the regular lord of the rings movies those are the race that are going after frodo constantly Mm. like the dementor looking dudes those are ring race and they are commanded by the witch king who is against sauron's right hand man so now i'm thinking Halbrand, since he is a human um is the witch king
0: yeah and there's some points later on that we'll get to that might make that true um, I agree that's a that's a good read girl
2: good yeah read. I'm like, he just he just really wants to forge really really badly yeah <laughs> and obviously, yeah. like, and it's it it sucks too because like I hate I hate when shows make the the baddie obviously bad and it they I don't know if they're like making it a red herring I don't know what they're doing with it that's almost because they're because always- they're making it so obvious that I'm like, yeah. oh, are you really gonna do that? Right. Um, I know. I don't, I don't know.
1: That's almost obvious. Like it's it's almost exactly why I'm like I don't think that I don't know. It's it honestly I feel like I'm being gaslighted <laughs> right now. Like because I'm like I have no idea what to think. He is like the the bad boy thiefy thief you know all the things all the things but like all the things that make a person because we've talked a lot and there's a lot of characters that are now in this split and this is what what most of the characters and all of the stories are is like they're literally on the precipice of either going good or going evil and it's just a matter of which way Mm -hmm. they turn yeah. so it, it you know he seems like just that character that's like okay he could be good he could be evil he has um you know he's got <clears throat>
2: It's just a, his motives are oh. his motives are questionable but then he's constantly doing like good things you know he yeah. he saved Galadriel from drowning like initially mm-hmm. then he gets her dagger back mm-hmm. you know but it, like all the rest of what he's doing behind the scenes without her around is the questionable part yeah
1: exactly and so and that's immediately like was my vibe is like okay like i don't trust you i don't not trust you i i feel like for story's sake they might be setting it up like it is a red herring where they're like you know set like setting it up to for it to be you know like the obvious not choice right mm-hmm. but it could also be a complete 180 on all of us right mm-hmm. so yeah so it, it's it's going to be really interesting seeing how that plays out um uh, you know eventually we get to more of a development with him um but i am actually so okay so i wanted to talk about this so he steals um he steals the sitchel mm-hmm. and he thinks mm-hmm. that he got away from it or got away with it and this is what I, what i was saying about um i literally turned to my dad and i was like i want because they the the dudes that he stole it from that he tried to get really drunk at the bar and think that they wouldn't notice and he's smirking on his
2: way back to his little room yeah he and like it, flicks it up and he catches it like yeah like so smug like, like he a, really he really like did a, something
1: yeah like a total yeah. douchebag yeah. um, <laughs> total douchebag and then of course they're around him and it's giving me Game of Thrones vibes because it's just like stony walks and men in capes and sigils <laughs> and etc. And I'm just like, oh my god, okay, cool, we're gonna get a really good fight. Mm-hmm. And they barely fucking touch this man. and I look to my dad and I'm like, oh my god, I can't watch this in Game of Thrones at the same time because like I'm not sociopathic or anything, but like give me fucking guts. Like I want blood. I want realism. Like if you're really, and then he starts. I'm, about Sammy, politics. I'm sorry
2: to tell you this, but you are not going to get Damon and crab feeder vibes from that fight.
1: ma'am. Yeah. I know. I know. I wasn't, it just felt very like, even the fighting itself, like in the very beginning, felt like I could tell that you didn't actually hit him whatsoever. You know, I'm just like, wait, you spent a lot of money, spend some money on the fighting, make it more realistic. But then um, there's a point where Halbrin starts beating the shit out of all of them and snaps the guys. Mm-hmm. I
0: was the- gonna yeah. say, let me just- I was like, there it is. There it is. That's <laughs> my- what I wanted. My fucking notes, because I always forget his name, so I just call him shit boy. But <laughs> my <laughs> notes literally just. Shipman, you crazy? On oh, God, he said, "Don't fucking do this." <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my it God,
0: was
1: hot. <laughs> That's my notes. It was nice. It was nice. It was great. It, I loved it. It felt. It felt real coming from him. It felt. It felt real from the the you know the gold cloaks, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was nice, because it was just a very like one-two for me. I was like, oh my god, I want more, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, I got it. Thank you. Like that's okay. what I wanted. I just wanted some bones break in. You know, I wanted <laughs> something.
0: They're all fucking humans. Like break their bones. Which, um, by the way, I don't think. I just want to mention um, the action that we got from the elves. In yes. The- yeah, I, I'm so mad that we just skipped over that because
2: honestly, I mean, we, well, that's it. That's a, the actual like fight and fight is like towards the end, though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't. Yeah, but,
0: oh, oh, OK. I thought we p- passed it. Just can't. No, no we we that's the last
2: kind of like scene by
1: scene and they're jumping around. You know, I mean,
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. so we oh, got. We got the build-up scene from the elves, but then the actual scene, uh, you know, with the action, comes the very end.
0: Okay, sorry everyone, yeah. I'm not fucking excited. It
3: was <laughs> no, it,
1: it was, was great. No, it was great. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, okay, <laughs> all right. So, what I actually can't wait to talk about is the fucking Harfuts, which is what we're coming up to uh, next. Um, uh, God damn it, I love these Harfoots They are the cutest fucking things ever. The way that <laughs> they we don't actually see this until a little bit later but just just very quick the way that they camo themselves like they're getting ready for their migration they have like uh you know i thought they were having a festival that's how yeah it's like they
2: they, it's like getting ready for their because they're going to i think it's the the grove i think is their next like area but they do it's almost like they do this festival uh thing like in preparation,
1: it's like a, like like what we're grateful for. Let's eat some food. Let's, Mm -hmm. you know, enjoy each other's company. Let's remember those that we've lost and then get ready for the migration tomorrow, which I think is so nice. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, if I could be anything, obviously I'd want to be an elf, but like really (laughs) if I could pick a number two, it would be a Hobbit for sure. And Hobbit is coming in close Mm -hmm. second because I think I love them so much. like specifically
0: the Harfites like how fucking cute they are um Um, I have one one point to make here and it's gonna (laughs) fuck up everything for you I'm so sorry (laughs) as soon as I saw because they kind of do like a wispy ethereal entrance of them like getting dressed and like getting their things I was like it's giving the village it's (laughs) the village like their masks i wanted to love it so hard oh 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 in that point yes
1: Yes. i immediately thought beetlejuice oh fuck where they have the like the long yeah 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 i was like okay is where their like faces
2: are pulled out
1: yeah, I'm like, where are Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder? Like, this is definitely Beetlejuice. Um, That was, it honestly was kind of like, what the fuck was going on? I didn't realize that it was Hobbit, like them doing that. I didn't that either first. for a second. It was like a, I thought it was like a, I was like, who are these new creatures, uh, species that we're being introduced to that are out mm-hmm. here dancing in the woods? Yeah, I, the, I yeah. didn't
0: know how M. Night Shyamalama ding dong got. <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, so we um kind of cut to
1: to the hardfoots, the cute little Harfoots um, getting ready for their migration, and uh, marigold, marigold, marigold,
2: marigold yeah, marigold. She
1: um, yeah, she's kind of just like kind of getting worried with Nori that they're not they're gonna be left behind, and
2: is she well? Yeah, her? because um. Oh no, she was with the husband because Uh, he had hurt it. He had hurt his foot before. And and it was not a sprain.
0: That was a fucking break. Did you see how purple that shit was? Yeah,
2: yeah. So, and they were so, and it it sucks too because obviously knowing the the conversation that's coming later and what happens, but you know they're he. And it's it's buried to the spirit of the Harfoots that they're always so hopeful and they're so naive and optimistic, yeah, yeah. optimistic and everything. And he's like, no, we're gonna be in the, the front of the the caravan. Yeah. We're we're gonna be right in the front. We're not gonna get left behind. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just so gosh, it's like it's like heartbreaking in a way because they're just totally. so innocent. But you know, that's a conversation that's like come up. You know within the Harfoots many times where I mean that's how they've survived the the whole time that's how they've not been you know in any trouble with anybody and have been able to do these migrations and you know survive as long as they have because they they're very just closed off into themselves and they stick together they don't leave anybody behind and I think that's what they were chanting like that was part of like their chant in the beginning of you know you don't go off the path don't leave anybody behind or like whatever the chant was like they're just very set in their their ways of of surviving
1: which i love that it reminds me of
2: meerkats i said this last
1: (laughs) time i Um, know of like Of a a prey animal, yeah, because there's always
2: that like one meerkat too that like looks out for everybody and like yeah,
1: (laughs) and they are not predators by any means. Like they have like so it's like okay, we talk about like humans in our world, right? Like we have no natural born predators, but like hobbits and Harfoot hobbits like have they have every predator in the world, and then we get to know that when they're doing their you know their kind of ritual and um you know and the man is speaking he's saying like reading all those that they've lost and it's all like I'm jumping ahead a little bit but it's like um you know this person died from bees and this person died from wolves <laughs> yeah, and yeah. this person died from yeah. and it's like literally everything in the world that can kill anything can kill a hardfoot <laughs> like, yeah. that's how yeah. susceptible they are to all of it so it's, oh, that,
2: it's, that was one point I, I felt bad for laughing at that it was oh like bees
1: no, it was <laughs> yeah it was hilarious because yeah. they all laughed at it and it was, he yeah. was like, yeah this person wasn't really the the brightest crayon on the box so <laughs> yeah. but um okay um, so so we were seeing their kind of like ritual start where they're wearing the like beetlejuice the village masks and And then we go to Nori, who's trying to steal a page from, um, from the the book. Yeah, the
2: book. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like the uh, the constellations that Meteor Man was uh,
0: trying
1: to initially,
2: yeah, trying to figure out. And she's like, "Well, I know where I've seen that before, and I'm gonna go get it." And Poppy, bless her heart, yes, it's just so. Oh, you know. like oh like i don't i know there's a term for it but it's almost like that just that bystander that just can't help like what's gonna happen next she just has to go along with it because she knows she can't do her anything to stop Lori. i
1: mean she really isn't as a bystander but she also is a confidant and a com- like I think um, she's an
2: active bystander they,
1: that, this no, no, she, she is um what do they call them the you know uh okay i can't think of it they, I mean, there's
2: a there's a word for it i, yeah, I probably yeah, think like,
1: she's compliant in it yes, you know yeah. she's, she's complicit in everything that she's doing whether she likes it or not um, and then, like, she
2: complains about it but then she just still does it anyway <laughs>
1: exactly well and you know nori is a very um
2: Forward. persuasive and very persuasive
1: yeah even <laughs> to, to the point of manipulative most of the time yes <laughs> um yeah so so they're going after sadik burrows who is kind of like the main harfoot um and his book has uh you know constellations in it and they're trying to see because they know that Meteor Man slash Starboy slash Starboy Wonder. We literally all have different names for him. I call him Starboy. <laughs> yeah. Maddie calls him Starboy. Jenna calls him Meteor Man. Meteor Man. <laughs> um, Meteor Man or Meteor Man Starboy Wonder. Um, he, they're, He's talking about the stars in the last episode. So she's like, okay, well, maybe this page will help him because it's constellations. No one knows what it is. Um, especially Nori has no idea what it is. And that scene was really just like a nice bit of comedic relief for us because Nori mm-hmm. is always funny. Um, Poppy is always fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like I don't speak Firefly. We like, fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um so and she's able to get the page and then mm-hmm. um and then then she kind of comes out and then that's when there's uh the the harfoots are speaking about everybody that that, that's died um and and she's just like
2: i just did a little mischief i'm gonna come in here pretend i didn't do anything i was here the whole time (laughs)
1: link arms with my mom pretend Um, that you know nothing's going on i'm not i'm not uh, you know catering Uh, to a giant uh you know 20 feet away um and then
3: <laughs> Dude. I just read Jenna's note. About the scene. <laughs> Dude, so
1: <laughs> so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Jenna um, is the one that did the scene by scene chronology note. No, I had to do it
2: fast. Okay.
1: <laughs> I love these. The, oh my god! The next scene is Meteor Man catches papers on
0: fire. <laughs> <and> <laughs> one thus oh. far was horse riding scenes oh. <laughs> that was so funny reading yeah that. horse riding scenes oh
3: my god jesus So because i knew it
2: would be something horse riding scenes would be something that we were ta- going to talk about and yeah. i was like okay horse riding scenes done. meteor man s- catches papers on fire done
0: yes. i should have added to that earlier i also forgot to say this but when that those horse riding scenes my notes just say what in the dior is happening right now <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it really is oh, oh my is. god
0: like
1: adam fucking sackler yes. where yes. are you yes. no is, oh my why did i just forget his real name i'm saying his girl's name adam driver that's yeah. name. sackler is his girl's name but um yeah adam fucking driver oh my god with his dior horse campaign always yeah.
3: yes. but the man
1: looks good next to a horse i'll say that uh <laughs> he should be in this show um. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, Meteor Man slash Starboy slash Starboy Wonder catches papers on fire and then literally freaks the whole
3: fucking- Oh my God, yeah. yeah. And, I
0: also have some funny ass notes here.
1: <laughs> um. So this is also when he gets wrapped up in the tent. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. <laughs> Which no then he looks
2: even like him. more like a monster. bro. Bro. <laughs>
0: I wrote I was like not Gandalf being dumb as hell the way he popped his head out of the net <laughs> like a baby bird who is so <laughs> thrown into the world
3: did not very
0: confused very oh confused. my god
1: so fucking funny Jesus it is really like not like it's really cute to have just like this child character that knows nothing who yeah, it's is
2: very baby like
1: yeah no seriously he's a fucking uh, yeah toddler at least not even you know infant, no, just infant. and like played as a very tall you know old hey, man. S- i think you said I in know. the last
0: episode like a bull in a china shop
1: literally yeah yes yeah. yeah. well i mean especially with the harvids who we also were talking about are fucking tiny in scale <laughs> yeah and, like <laughs>
2: yeah very small
1: so they like- get killed
2: by bees man they just <laughs> <laughs> exactly like to so help him
1: this, this person twice their size wrapped up in their tent fucking on fire and then pokes his head and like the it's it was, just
2: like he's like three hardfoots wrapped in a trench coat <laughs> running around
1: <laughs> i mean like the, the sandlot when they're trying oh. to get a fucking yeah. item, like and the two are standing on the shoulders uh, jesus that's what it reminded me of it's like oh my who the fuck is this what is this because at first all this happens he gets wrapped up and then he's just on the ground like he's yeah and And then he can't and then he like can't communicate
2: at all either so he's (laughs) just like staring like like what do i I do
0: say nori he's like yes yes
1: when he does i almost shed a fucking tear i swear to god i was like okay if this man turns out i think he says
2: nori at the at the end i think
1: I think oh, he's, he's his friend at the end. For, oh, friend at the he, end. Yeah. He says Nori yeah. when he's like terrified, oh, and all yes. of Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he just yeah. he says Nori, and I was like, Oh, oh my god! Uh,
3: his son, baby's son. baby's first word. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> baby's first
0: word. Baby's first word. <laughs> oh my god!
1: I know. So I'm like, if this man turns out to be evil, I am fucking banishing the show. <laughs> I can't do it. Like, I yeah. am invested in Nori and Starboy Wonder. Like, I can't. Wow. They need to be a thing. Um, okay. All right. Before we get to your yeah. one, which is the yeah. best part. Well, of
2: to, it. To, well, to go back a little bit, because we did skip over it. Oh, fuck. Because we, we went straight to the heartfoot. I know. You were so excited about them. So they, <laughs> you're like, I want to talk about this. Um, we do find out that uh saw on sigil is not a sigil. It's a map. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. i know our foots map. are exciting it's a map
0: of the southlands right
2: but yeah it is a map of the southlands um and she even says it herself she's like oh, wow i'm fucking blind <laughs> because oh, she's wait. looking at she because she's looking at it right side up the entire time and that's how she's always been looking at it and she's just yeah. like i'm an idiot yeah like of course this is a map
0: what okay. the fuck you know what's so weird who delivered that map it was only for a split second but my fucking notes say it um enter kfc man <laughs> it was so weird I was like why is colonel sanders here to deliver this oh my god you know what he gave
1: me immediately was like maester from game of yes, I yes. like, this is yeah. No, I mean I would happen.
2: essentially think that's kind of what he is, he like, is. of that
1: yeah um but for the record just apologizing for skipping this incredibly important
2: oh, this is so important the Harfoots. no
1: i know i know but this was more important because it's actually leading to the development of the entire story i will not be narrating next week guys so i will not do this again i will I'm <laughs> I'm fucking be awful.
0: awful oh man
3: great <laughs>
1: oh god yes yeah, so mm. she finds out that it's a map and it's not just a sigil it's you know a map of the southlands and then she mm. you know
2: it's just like wow like, we're we're in greater shit than we realized because yes. yeah um essentially on that piece of paper that colonel sanders brought to them uh <laughs> it's the sigil and then she said that there was the the speech on there was it black speech or dark speech whatever it's called I um uh and she basically around that sigil or map now it says that it's a plan that if morgoth were to go under and be defeated that these are the plans that are that are to be executed exactly my de- my defeat essentially yeah.
1: so she knows that even though he's gone there is someone it's, else it's already happening yeah yeah, yeah. um Okay, so back to the Harfoots. Thanks. Hey, thanks. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, oh, oh no, 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 no. Okay, nope, not the Harfoots. Sorry, I'm reading, I'm reading off a very small thing, guys. I'm very no. sorry. Um, but uh, okay. So we cut to Ellen Deal, and he's um sitting at a table at the Hall of Lore with his kids who are arian and a door who yeah. you know a door we haven't really talked about arian yet but that i believe is his twin it feels like because they're very in sync or it's it's a sister that's very close in age to a door uh-huh. yeah but those are his two kids and he's talking to them um and he's basically telling a door like you know he they're they're going on the ship yeah (laughs) Yeah. so he says something about like having Galadriel, like being the like having galadriel not having her but having you know she was on the ship etc and they're all excited about it and they're like oh shit like we've always heard about her and then um we cut which the
2: daughter is not happy about she's just like why the fuck is she here like because she knows yeah. She was not like happy when Gladriel was mentioned at all.
1: Yeah. yeah, which was interesting because I'm like, I wonder
2: why.
0: Cause she fucking her brother. Sorry, this is not Game of Thrones. <laughs> this is no, it's,
2: no not it's, not <laughs> it's not Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones people
1: they're into each other so hard for me and i'm like we again jeff bezos and hbo max executives please make them different time drops next year (laughs) Um, there's a lot going on right now (laughs) yes um uh, yeah yeah,
2: so so basically like Deal is just like no you're you're going on the seas this is your original plan this is what you're you're going to do and again we touched on it earlier about how the steel is this is where his not breaking point but where he's starting to go off yeah, that path so. of what he's supposed to be doing and again with the also doing good deeds at the same time like being a rebel and and Doing his own thing and, and going off his his suited path, but then also helping his sister, um, okay, which we find see. out in that scene, she uh, applies to be an apprentice at the builders uh, guild, and I think at first it said that she was denied. Yes, and then um, Isildur convinced her to apply again, and she got yeah. it.
1: And then even um, Ellen Deal was like, "Oh well, they they never take." you know like reject like, like yeah there's was, no I point of reject. applying again yeah. mm-hmm. and uh oh my cat feeders are going off sorry guys um <laughs> uh yeah and then she was like oh well you know a sealed door convinced me to to reapply and then he's like oh he did like confused like uh you know And then he's
2: already yeah. gone
1: yeah and then he's already gone um, so that was kind of the end of that scene, but it's it's really just more so like of a foreshadow of like their family dynamic, which I'm we're gonna get way more of. Yeah, before. and
0: and just rounding out that scene, lastly, you know, the reason that Ellendil is even talking to his son about going on this like boat tour is because uh yes. Isildur presents the case that he wants to go on a different tour, like his own mm-hmm. mission, which we know. I don't think we mentioned this in the scene that we meet him in. We do hear a woman's voice call out to him, which I was like, oh what
3: oh, you know, yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what
0: was that? It's like early. It was brief. It is, it's like
2: earlier in the, the episode.
0: Yeah, it was really, really brief. But now <laughs> that <laughs> I know more about his character in the movies, I'm like, oh, now I know what was calling to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why he wants to go on his own thing and
3: oh yeah know. great point
1: great
0: point. His motives are all over they're getting all fucked right now and I his mean, knows. yeah
1: i know you think about it we have a, like i said we have a lot of characters that are on like the precipice of either good or bad and then he is also i mean what seems to be a very teenage boy
2: yeah so- well and it's also something that's very common for um boys his age to go through because it's the sea trial and he's going to be going through it with pretty much everybody else that he's already been on the the ships with. So
0: yeah, they all seemed like seniors. I was like, cool. Y'all are 18. Y'all are about yeah.
2: to
3: graduate.
1: Yeah. It kind of reminds see. me of like basic training, almost like in the military where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like you did all, you know, you did like your apprenticeship, so to speak. And like, now it's like you, you know, you have to do your tests and you know, so yeah, it's a, it's like, it's a stressful time and it's easy for somebody that's so straight and narrow to just be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to follow in these. But for anybody, I mean, we see it with Nori too, even if it's in maybe what seems like a better way and a more, you know, like altruistic way with Nori, but she's still essentially doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. You know, is like kind of following her heart and going against what her family would have wanted Mm-hmm. Um so yeah I think that's going to be a huge theme yeah. for this in general this whole show and all of these characters.
2: Yeah I also think uh, like just the the sister as a character as well is going to give us a different perspective of how things are being run and like the perspective of um so like I said it's a builders guild that she's going to be a part of so obviously like the smithing and building and everything in this in the city is very important. Mm-hmm. Um and as we go through the story of how essentially it's going to be like the downfall of, of Numenor, it's, I think that's, they kind of introduced uh, her character as a way to show a perspective inside of Numenor other than the main characters. Yeah, definitely. Of what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so then we go into uh, Galadriel visiting Halburn in jail. Yes. Um. First of all, yes, Halloran is in jail, and yes. <laughs> after that, that inner city squirrel that he was in. Yeah. Um. And she visits, and he tells her, you know, I'm in here because of a woman, which I'm just like, you're such a douche. Honestly, I love him. I think that he's fun, but like such a douche um Hell yeah damon is also a douche in game of thrones so <laughs> they're they're of the same they're in the same category right now um and then she is basically saying she knows, she knows where the sigil that he wears around his neck is from she knows where he comes from now she's kind of giving him his own life story even though um, he's like semi denying it at first and then eventually kind of gives up yeah. on it
2: yeah, she's like, you know, your your people are basically the ones that are going to stand up or have stood up against, you know, the evil and, you know, what are your people going to do when they're king? Because she refers to him as a king. Uh-huh. You know, what are you going to do? You know, uh, what's a king going to do behind, you know, bars like in, in a cage? And again, this is where... <laughs> I don't know, again, if that's more of a red herring because he does mention, and again, it could be just a douchey thing that he's saying just to throw her off or just to be an ass about it, but he said that he got the necklace off of a dead man. Yeah. Which yeah. could be true.
3: true. Um,
2: Because, well, the re- the reason why I think that might be true is because if he is the witch king, um, he could be... He could have picked that off of just a human to come off as this king so what is so he's playing like a
0: part a role
2: he's playing he's playing a role yeah essentially of like he that could be the most truthful thing that he said to Galadriel thus far saying yeah i just picked this up off of a a dead man and that that dead man could have been the king that would be so insane. and then he morphed into him and looks like him or i don't i don't know
0: honestly if y'all need jenna to write hit us up <laughs> 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 um yeah no i agree i i think that that's a god that's a good fucking theory I like-
2: that's why i was like i like because as soon as he said that i was like because uh, again mentioning how you know watched the episode a couple times like the first time i didn't really think anything of it you know i kind of got witch king vibes but when i watched it for a second time and i caught that line again where he said that he just picked it up off of a dead man i was like wait hold on mm-hmm. yeah maybe you're telling the truth and that's what you actually did and what and did you're just act- acting as this guy
0: right and what did he actually tell her by the end of their conversation he does tell her he's like basically like ancestors of my people made a deal with morgoth or yeah. morgoth yeah oh my god i've been saying morgoth with f's this whole time <laughs> Jeez. Oh, morgoth. so sorry everybody <laughs> The more. We should have
1: just. We'll, we'll get to,
2: through. We'll get through the names. It's fine. The goth
1: gives more. I can't fucking
3: stand it. all makes
0: Which is dark. I mean, I love the emo culture. Like, don't
2: get me wrong. Like, get
0: over here. I believe me. More. I
2: I know. Like, I'm I am
3: the she, first yeah, person
2: to be on evil side every time. Like, yeah. Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm all about the ring wraiths oh, and cool. Sauron. I love Sauron. It's Star Wars. I love the Sith. It's fine. Oh. I love all the villains. I'm always for them. The villains make the story
0: though. So I exactly. can yeah. Yeah, like Sam too. and I have talked yeah. about that a lot. Like I always end up loving antagonists because they make mm-hmm. me hate them so much. I'm like, oh, you're a good actor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, yeah. the best. Yep. Um, so Morgoth means. Uh, m- more of goth. Yes. Anyone's
3: old, in 2020. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that will be my use of that. That's how I will remember that instead of <laughs> more door and more doors.
2: More doors. More doors. Door. Hold <laughs> <doors. laughs> all, all the door. All all of the a sudden end. Oh my God, not hold the door, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. I'm, 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 that, too soon. Too <laughs> soon. Uh, come on. It's too soon for me. I'm re-watching it. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> oh
0: my God. Okay.
1: I yeah, really So, like our listeners get all these them.
2: references.
0: He does lead her in, in something that I think that could be really, tr- like, it's convincing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I see that. But I think, you know, what you said, I'm like, maybe that all is a draw to like, steer her in the wrong direction. Because honestly, I'm gullible as fuck. It got me. I was yeah. like,
1: cool, all right. Well and that that's what would make sense of what we were talking about earlier of like him stealing her dagger and then giving it back to her, maybe giving her a level of trust within him. Like, are those is he just a thiefy peeper and is just like does it? I think I mean he's definitely
2: I think he realizes who she is and that if he can somehow manipulate her enough she can do things for him without her really realizing it
1: well yeah so i mean that's the thing and that's the biggest question is like all are his intentions altruistic or is there an ulterior motive i mean that's the the biggest question because we're seeing signs uh, that lead both ways um so yeah that's going to be one of the biggest things i now that we're talking about it more because we said earlier like is it gonna be so obvious that a villain acts like a villain immediately like is the bad boy like is that really gonna be the villain or are we gonna get the or is that unoriginal yeah like i don't know i'm just like what's the more original thing like the bad boy actually being bad because normally we're getting the bad boy who turns out to be good so in pretty much all other shows so i think that it's it's just a big question it's kind of like we're gonna go in circles until we see more of him But the way that that ended was, he didn't really say yes or no, right? Like he, it it kind of left open-ended. She gave a good spiel and, you know, he looked convinced if he was the actual king of the Southlands, right? Like I could see him being good though and being petrified of making the same mistakes of his own family, you know, like wanting to put himself outside of a position of power and outside oh. of that area.
0: Well, um, I think, like, the Southlands have been bad. Like, didn't he lose a bunch of friends and family? They had talked about it in a previous episode, him and Galadriel, and Galadriel's like, I know your fucking pain.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I lost so hundreds, thousands of people that I loved, you know, in this war. So, like, I think maybe, speaking of the sigil being, like, a map of Morgoths and Sauron's, like, fucking takeover he's like oh shit like i know there are orcs there and i i don't really know what to do like uh-huh. well yeah and that's the thing is like how recent was
1: he like did he ever explain why he was out in the water when collateral
2: happened no, I think he he just said that they were attacked and they they had to get away. Yeah, so uh, I mean, that was that basically makes, it. He didn't go into like much detail about it. I mean,
1: and it makes sense from an omniscient view that mm-hmm. clearly the Southlands have been taken over by orcs right now. So it like it would make sense that if he was seeking refuge, you know, and and took a boat out, um, and then just happened to cross her like that. At least like timeline and like region wise, that makes sense. Yeah. Um so yeah there's really I don't think there's any telling with that. Uh you know I think that all theories are valid right now because we really mm-hmm. just don't have enough information.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah. but I am fucking interested because he is he's a douche but he's also a little uh, hot hot too. Dude yeah, I re-
2: I really love like I really like the ring race and the witch king so I'm like
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So he, like
2: yeah, so I'm like, uh, is this guy, is this douchebag really the fucking guy? I, I don't, I just don't, I, him, just his care he's really good at being his character, being yeah. that, like, very yeah. arrogant.
0: Also, I don't know what it is, and I could be wrong, I hope he's, he, I mean, I hope he is the Witch King, and I hope he's not, but it would be really cool. I don't know if you guys caught these vibes and i caught them in previous episodes like i feel like galadriel and shit boy are gonna like there's gonna be some some hot steamy shit between them it's,
2: i don't know
0: i don't know but if he was the witch king that would make it really interesting <laughs> i mean
1: well they have chemistry for yes, sure they have they have too. sexual chemistry And or like maybe not sexual yet but like romantic chemistry for sure right now so like I think that they're setting it up for a possible romance and in that it makes me think okay a possible heartbreak slash you know like a Jon Snow egret-esque thing like fighting on opposite sides fall in love Yes, so you know what I mean. Yeah, that's just like an the epic love tale, of like the yeah. the star crossed lovers kind of thing. Wow. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see that unfolding. Um, we have outside of um, R and and Bronwyn, we haven't seen any other kind of romance in this show at all. Well, I like didn't very- even.
0: Darren and uh Disa, but, oh, but they're well, yeah, but they're already married. Right, yeah, it's not like a falling in love, like we're going on their romantic journey. It's not like that. Yeah, 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 yeah Which I true. think is missing from this show right now. I'm like, give us a little love, give us some elves and some humans and some <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's what I'm thinking. We're hoes. That's what I'm thinking.
1: It's it's gearing up. I mean, we like have yet to see a show that's like this at all, or even really in the movies there's always some sort of something right
0: action fantasy and scandal
2: oh yeah because i mean even in the the regular lord of the rings movie there was you know aragorn and arwen yes and you know there was always that you know going on as well and just their their battle of being together because obviously she was an elf you know deciding whether she was going to give up her immortality for him and uh, you know all this other it was, it was something that lingered throughout the the, the yeah, movies
1: exactly so i could either see it i see it more with gladio and um shit Boy, but i also see it with her and ellen deal a little bit i i see a fascination of her in him Um, and I see like trust building with her to like her trusting of him I don't know oh yeah
2: I think once he mentioned that you know like he has that play the hall of lore I think him showing that place to her and explaining to her that you know his family is basically the reason why all of that is still there and that and then of course going back to the meaning of his name and you know, I think she—it's very easy for her to put a lot of trust in him, be because of what he's shown her so far.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, I would say that if anything, it would be like if if Galatro was going to have a romantic uh, storyline at all in here, it would definitely be with either of the two. Probably Hallbrand, but like honestly, um, Ellen Deal deserves it more. I mean, as far as we know, he's single.
2: Yeah, I think if anything, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Galadriel and Hallbrand, and then all of a sudden yeah. he's gonna turn into this evil dude, and she's like, "Oh no,
0: I can't <laughs> believe I fell well, for be like, Hell yeah, love me a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Been in these yeah. palace walls too long. <laughs> I don't
1: know. She just seems so like straight and arrow. I don't. Yeah, she's
2: that very that steadfast way. on her mission. So oh,
1: yeah, yeah, true. I don't better. know if she'll slip. Um. Alright, so then, get back to the habits. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, then, well, actually, we get to the point where the queen speaks to her father.
2: Yeah, that was just a, a quick scene just to yeah. show that, like, she's obviously not the she's not the one who's fully in charge. Like I said, she's the, like, queen in like it's standing
3: but
0: from earlier I believe it was your words that said daddy this bitch is here
2: yeah (laughs) that's that was basically the scene just her going in you know up into it almost looked like not like a tower but like she's coming up the steps and it's dark and she has a lantern and everything and she's just like yeah that's basically the line in so few words of like we have a problem, she's here. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and the fact that she says it in a way where it's like almost like a prophecy. Like we knew this was gonna happen, she's Absolutely. here. Yeah. Yeah. These
0: elves used to be there until something happened, and yeah. then they banned elves for
2: what Yeah, which reason. is which and is really have... hard too because uh so as far as the story goes, and I like I think I mentioned it in the last pod, was the um, this Silmarillion, which is a book that came out originally, it's basically the start of this universe, the Lord of the Rings universe. Mm. Um, and I had brought up like after the fact, of um, the uh, Simerals, where there's three of them. Um, from what I've read, uh, Bezos did not get the rights to the Silmarillion, oh. so none of what. happened in that book is going to be in this so so. as far as story anything that is mentioned in that book either i i don't know exactly how like rights work when it comes to books if they can like mention slight things and it's okay or like they can't mention anything at all i don't know like the (laughs) legal things when it comes to comes to all of that but yeah, that original book, um, he never got the rights to. So there's uh, my theory of um, that box that Durin and his dad opens about being either Mithril or a, sim- a simril, It's not going to be a Cimaral mm. if that's the case.
0: Mm. So that's really interesting. I actually am surprised that they. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's Jeff Bezos. He's a white privileged man. Like he's gonna do what (laughs) he wants.
2: But he has has enough money to get the rights for that just to keep the lore like on. Like, why wouldn't you do
0: that? Like he, I I feel like I don't know. Maybe you can enlighten us too. Um, Are people mad about this? I feel uh, like I'm
2: upset. From what I've read, a lot of people are upset about it because it's going to significantly change how this whole second age of Numenor and all of this stuff happening it's it's going to significantly change the the plot and how things are played out because there can be no mention of the Cimmerillion
1: yeah so So, I have been reading the same things where I that was mentioned a lot and I didn't know mm -hmm. what it was until I looked it up and looked it's basically
2: the cyclopedia of Lord of the Rings. It's like Lord of
1: the, it's like the Bible, basically. It's oh.
2: it's incredibly hard to fucking read. I tried to read that book so many fucking times. I made it through it once. It is the hardest read <laughs> I've ever read in my life. Oh my god! Yeah. If you think names are an issue watching two tv shows (laughs) there is nothing to fucking keep track of anything that's in that fucking book there is a lot it's just an overload of information and history and i wonder if that's maybe
0: too that they decided not to and they were like you know what fuck the rights like we're gonna do our own thing because this is a lot to do well in a season
1: well and and something that i said last episode was that like they're pushing this out to be popular not to be correct like not to be tolkien accurate they're pushing it out to people that have never even watched lord of the rings they've never seen it they don't know the lore they don't know the history they don't know the names or this the the species or anything that's in it they're pushing it out to be an adventure. And then the people that actually know what's, go- you know, the, uh, the histories and all these things, it's just Easter eggs for them. But, you know, so it makes sense, Maddie, what you just said of like, okay, we're capitalizing off of this. We're not doing it with integrity. We're doing it, you know, to make something new out of something that was already somewhat written, uh-huh, you know? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like work smarter, not harder. Like Jeff Bezos saw an opportunity. He was like, they wrote all this shit for us already. Let's just make Ladriel fucking young and hot and baddie.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I don't give Jeff Bezos any credit for this. (laughs) You know, he's got a very smart, talented team of people that sourced this idea for him, you know, but um nonetheless yeah he had the money to put behind it so he did it and he wanted something he wanted to compete with HBO and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what he's
2: doing right now Mm -hmm. yeah I mean when it comes to like the story where we are now and as far as like like I mentioned with that that scene with the the queen like talking to her father and stuff and having this prophecy of of knowing that Galadriel or just an elf but it made it seem like Galadriel specifically she was coming one yeah. way or another right. um even though it was never really gladriel's intention to ever show up at Numenor she just that's where the sea took her like all this you know stuff that's put in motion but um not
0: not put in motion and in the sea that's that's fucking poetic
2: that's it that's <laughs> it. it's just fucking there uh-huh.
0: God. Like
2: the, of the ocean is the sea, baby. Yeah, it is, man. <laughs> but I mean, when it comes down to like the actual like story, I would think that they would need to dip into the Silmarillion a little bit to even oh, explain yeah. it, like yeah. what is happening in Numenor and why there's this why the Queen knew Galadriel was gonna show up and I mean in order. Like, in order to explain the downfall of, like, a part of a civilization, like, you would think that they would tell the beginning of it. Well, and they did kind of a little bit. I mean, when they were in the Hall of Lore and everything, they did mention Elros and how he was the, the first king of Numenor and, you know, and the fact that, you know, basically the Valar, um, like, took pity on the humans, essentially, in their fight against Morgoth. And they were just like, here's this island as a gift for helping us like uh that that's basically in little words what the start of it but there is a lot more history that goes into it that i don't think that they can go into because of yeah not having the rights well
1: maybe their intention is to not and it's just to kind of Mm -hmm. skim the surface and only get to the parts that are uh the most climactic which mm-hmm. I think is like my biggest thing about House of Dragons right now. It's the same thing. It's like, okay, we're kind of skipping over the good health bits and we're getting right to like the meat of it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. yeah I but it. I
0: think I, that. I think it it could be more of a slow burn. I, yeah. I get what you're saying. I kind of want that from L.O.T.R. right now too. I'm like, I just want, I mean, it's great. I love the action, but you're right. Like the history of Numenor kind of understanding like these questions that I already have, like, why were the elves banned? How did you know? Like, it's, why is this prophetic? Like, well, and, and so the
2: the biggest, I think they're, I think they're setting that up with this scene specifically is that, uh, that the queen is not hiding something. But there's just more to this, they know what's coming. Oh, and yeah. I think they're gonna go into like why she feels this way. And I think they'll touch on, you know, why Galadriel is essentially shunned and disliked there. I think yeah. they'll go into it, but for as as far as Lord of the Rings fans and what they're probably wanting from it, I don't think we're gonna get it. Well,
1: and and that's kind of my biggest question just from like a production and like copyright standpoint. And I'll look this up after, but like he doesn't have the right to this specific book, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have the right to... I don't know what that means in terms of producing a TV show about something, because if it's mentioned in another book that he has the rights to, then can he kind of echo off of what was the book's name? How do you pronounce it? Uh,
2: Silmarillion.
1: Silmarillion. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are going to have like a spelling bee of sorts.
0: Um, <laughs> it's oh be, my God. Uh, we should do a special episode of a spelling No, literally,
1: bee. that's what I was going to say. Jen and I I'm were sorry. talking about it earlier. Yeah, we should do um, like a spelling bee slash uh, pronunciation. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but the Silmarillion. Okay. Oh my God. I said it right. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So that's just because he doesn't have exclusive rights to the text that's in that book or the the storyline of that book does not mean that he can't pull from that book. I mean, I don't know. I'm questioning this. So that's why it's really all about, and it gets really complicated with copyright laws, with um, DMCA, with things like that. So it's kind of like, I think that's the a lot a huge question, uh, mm. especially like on Twitter and Reddit, where I've been looking at what people are talking about this episode. A lot of them are mentioning this book. A lot of them are mentioning, okay, well we we know that this happens because we've read this book, but is that going to be the same thing played mm. out for the show? How yeah. similar? A,
2: and then of course, there's yeah. a lot of like little things too, and that lead not so not so much like lead up to the lord of the rings movies but they they're in the 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 recent movies that i think people just want to see things uh not streamlined but make sense like cuz you you already know what happens in the movies like people have it in their head they know what happens in the movies um and i think they just want to see the tv show match up correctly as much yeah, as possible a prequel right yeah. Prequel. yeah i mean and there it's there's like like i'm i'm thinking of like things specifically that that happen like for example like um since like um Isildur was like introduced in this episode when um the Lord of Return, like uh, Return of the King, like um, Gondor, where eventually Aragorn is king. Blah blah blah, whatever. Like at you know the end of the the series, that white tree in Gondor, that seed of that tree that was put there was brought there by Ilidor from the tree that was cut down by Morgoth. Like
1: there's there's little like. Yeah. There's like innuendos and Easter eggs Yeah, there's like just very yeah.
2: like um, prominent things or yeah, because like, cause that, really, that white tree means a lot.
0: There's some yeah. really pertinent connections that they do in really subtle ways that yeah. we, we played out. In yeah. The, like, well,
3: especially if it's supposed that.
1: to be, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, especially if it's supposed to be true, you know, if it's supposed to be as connected to the story as they're pushing it to be.
0: There's right totally those connections. that's what's so interesting about having this conversation first of all I didn't even know about this book so mm-hmm. you know I think going into this I thought this was going to be a true prequel which I think it is but now mm-hmm. that I'm understanding that there's more information that they could have been pulling from yeah even though I didn't read the books and I'm not huge into the lore I'm a little disappointed it's a prequel with blurred lines, is what it is. Right. Like, so yeah. it's not a true prequel in a sense. Mm-hmm. That kind of yeah. sucks. Which is, yeah, yeah which well, is. And, but,
2: and I is knew Star that the they, monster. and I knew that they weren't tr- like truly doing it because when they had in the the first episode, when Galadriel is narrating about the the trees being you know cut down and and burned and you mm-hmm. know destroyed or whatever. Yep. Uh, as soon as that scene went by. And the simurals weren't mentioned. I was like, okay, so they're not pulling from the bo- that book, because yeah. um, because the the there's three simurals. I, I mentioned it like when we were talking about it, you know before, but those simurals come from there are jewels that come from those trees before they were actually completely destroyed. Yeah, and they put they play like a, a big part in in the story and having. Um, they mentioned him too, Fainor I believe the when um Elrond was with uh, oh god, what's his name? Uh, Calamembrem, yes, Calamembor. I think when he has, he's the hammer. This. Yeah, that <laughs> hammer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that hammer, when they're in the room talking to each other and Elrond looks at that hammer of Feinor, Feinor is the one who took the Simrells, made the Simrells from the trees. So it's like they're, they keep, they're mentioning every single part almost except yeah they, they're cutting out very specific things. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. And I knew that had to be for a reason. And then that's when I looked it up and I was like, oh, Bezos never got the rights yeah so,
1: and that's what i'm thinking is that they will probably try to be as true to the story as possible without actually having yeah. the like the bible so to speak right it's like talking yeah. about jesus without a bible like i can say all these stories i want but i can't reference it directly well, yeah it's like talking about jesus
0: without saying his name and be like well this one this guy, dude this one dude
3: beatier <laughs>
2: man yeah, in maybe. his own right Full circle, baby, full
3: circle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's funny. Oh Jesus. You know, actually, I learned today from another podcast um that I'm not gonna say the name, but I will say because it's it's actually general knowledge, but um that uh Tolkien was a devout Catholic. Mm -hmm. and so there's been
2: i don't know if we want to get into there's a a lot of and that and that's the other well no that's the other reason why the silmarillion is really hard to read because he bases a lot of lord of the rings lore and how it's structured and set up to catholicism yeah okay a lot there's a lot like uh, the Valar are like the angels. And there's like it's very there's very like strong similarities. Okay, I'm actually
0: that. so glad you brought that up. And I just want to bring it back to last week in the episode when before she gets saved by Shipboy, she's like drowning. She the the anchor is on her. It's she's in a perfect cross. Oh yeah. drowning in the water. And I, I was like, why am I getting rebaptized right now by watching <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, Very but that is true. So interesting.
0: Now that I, I will probably see a lot more Christian iconography moving forward, which I don't know if I'm. I'm kind of mad that you just brought that up for me. You know how I feel about Renaissance art. I'm over it. No more, yeah. No more yeah, yeah. And babies. Yeah, uh-huh. Madison has done enough art history in in her
1: past um art yes. history work, but. Yeah, no, he was very into Catholicism and you know, there has been some controversy. We don't really have to get into it, but just about um you know, just like anybody not being white and an elf and I'm just like, oh, well. Yeah. The thing is these books are written in the third 1930s and 40s. So at this point in time in England, uh, you know, and I don't, I didn't do enough research to like really have like the strongest case on why Tolkien wouldn't have any person of color in his books. But I mean, if we think about history in and of itself, I might be controversial in saying this, yeah. but it would make sense why there were no black people in his books but that doesn't make sense for anything coming out now so i you know i don't know it's There's just black
0: people in the series so that's good thank you well G- no i know i know that's like
2: very the thing there. the thing is though is like when it when it comes to his books as well he he does describe certain uh people and uh races and stuff in his books as darker skin he he obviously wouldn't like never came out and said yeah these they're of you know african-american complexion like he like you can't like obviously you can't say that because africa doesn't exist in in lord of the rings and neither does europe and neither does our entire you know world but he does mention which is why it was always kind of stupid to me that people would even mention or even be bothered. Because if you actually read some of it, he describes characters being darker complected. Like, what What the hell? Can you not read in between the lines? What do you think that means? Yeah. Right. Like, he doesn't yeah. have to come out and say somebody is a certain race for, you, for it to be implied. If he says that they're of darker complexion, use oh. your brain. Yeah, I that <laughs> yeah so when I people are complaining about, about- <laughs> irish pasty ass yeah, <laughs> you? yeah so yeah. when people are complaining like oh why, why is there a dark-skinned character being played you know i'm like because it's mentioned event yeah. like not the character that character specifically but they do exist in this world yeah,
1: yeah. so maddie for just for reference there's been some controversy Especially over the first two episodes, just about um, like people that were saying that R and D are, you know, he, I don't know if they were talking about him specifically. I think they we're just talking about the cast as a whole because there are people of color, you know, in the Hobbits and in dwarfism and in all realms, there mm-hmm. you know people of color in the cast. Um, I, my dad and I talked about it a little bit and he was like, oh, well, I think it's because, you know, elves were always described as very pale with white hair and that was what made them into That's kind of what I thought too. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so with, I, I immediately thought of R and I, I, I haven't read too much in like the, you know, with, when it comes to like that, but I know that there was controversy. I know that the cast, the original, cast of Lord of the Rings. I believe Jenna you you actually shared it. Um Frodo and Sam and and those dudes like got together and we're just like, yeah, we stand with everybody. But Oh yeah, yeah the, was, the,
2: everybody's welcome.
1: Yeah, so there was just some controversy of some uh, it's I don't know what
2: it, it what because I mean even the the actress oh, that plays Daisa as well has been getting a lot of, you know, flack and everything and it's just
0: Well, right. I think it's really interesting. Like, you know, I think there are a lot of people who have read the books and who will probably understand this, but there's a lot of people who have just watched the movies like us, Mm -hmm. you know, that are probably just seeing it on a visual level. And they're like, well, what the fuck, you know, just saying like, Oh, elves are described in like silver hair. Maybe that's why they haven't casted a black person like a darker, complected black person for that role, which kind of sucks because I'm thinking about fucking Frank Ocean. Didn't he have a blonde era? Like he had yeah, blonde hair. He had a blonde album. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, he put some little elf airs on him and. Honestly, oh, he
1: would be a perfect fucking elf. God, okay. Frank Ocean, good. if you're listening, I love you so much. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it, it really, it, all, around, all around, it. you know, it's, it's a touchy subject. But the point is, the fact of the matter is, and my point is just like, these books were written almost a hundred fucking years ago. So I mean, it's like, if there are, there's people of darker complexion yeah. that are mentioned, if an elf mm-hmm. of darker complexion is not mentioned, then that's because- he was living in the fucking 1930s, guys. So like it yeah. is going to get over all of it. You know what I mean? Like learn to adapt. And like, to honest, that's just my only thing. And I that's feel the only like- thing.
2: That's the thing too, is like I like when it came as, like specifically with elves, because I know like you know, the, Karen, the character point. of Aaron Deere was this has been the biggest controversy. Is, yeah. is that Tolkien spent very little time really even describing elves skin tone he described their ears and their hair mm-hmm. he never really like sat down and was just like it mm-hmm. said that this is the identity of an elf this is what yeah. an elf looks like right.
3: and but he's um,
2: never done that with any race in yeah. his books yeah, exactly. at all
0: and, and, and about the time he's writing and maybe he was smart to be careful of like Describing complexions because he wanted to get his book published. Well, and and,
2: and not even that. It's just like there. There's also this unspoken not rule but this unspoken thing of like you're writing fantasy so literally anything is possible anything goes like anything goes goes. anything is possible it doesn't freaking matter
1: exactly and if you're trying to be as diverse as possible with who you're writing about the species that like the types of people that you're writing about and all these different things then like anything goes that's literally the thing so it's like but you think about uh, an, a Catholic white man in England in the nineteen thirties, you know, it's just like, like, uh, yeah, he might only be writing about white people specifically, but like, we're not in that time. So like, let's evolve, shall yeah. we? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's yeah. just not and act like that's also, the world anymore. Okay. Yeah,
0: and, and let me just say this too. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, flame us if you need to, but like- is it is this a fact? Like this is all speculation. We don't know if Tolkien was racist or, I
1: mean, anything. and no, and racist is like, uh, like I don't know if anybody oh, saying say- that. I think it, it's just more so like, oh, elves were described to have this type of hair and this type of skin and this type of whatever. Yeah. So our endear oh. is like this person that's a person of color and he doesn't have these hair, this hair, and, and it's just like. it it, honestly I didn't mean to get into a whole thing about it but it's just like get the fuck over yourselves people like honestly and it like if you really can't adapt to to it and you want what you want then like move to fucking Russia or something. You know, like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, right. <laughs> like,
0: like, you can't, get out of here. You should be able to look beyond and enjoy the fantasy of it all. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, and I, I almost just felt
1: compelled to say because I know that it's been a big thing. We are three white women doing this podcast about this fantasy thing mm-hmm. and you know I feel like if we have a platform we have to say something about it and we're absolutely here for the you know let all of it just yeah we all inclusivity everything we want all things to be represented in everything that we watch so yeah
0: absolutely absolutely and I think it is important for us to touch on I think that obviously three you know white women our lens is only as wide as be so you know like anybody any person of color who would like to shed some some light on this maybe to us like i'm definitely open for that i think we all are it's it's nice to hear those perspectives and You know, like maybe that's why it is a bigger deal online right now. Like again, coming from our limited experience, maybe we're just not understanding it on that level. Well, no, I think Uh, that like I'm understanding where it's coming from. I'm
1: oh yeah, I do. Believe me, from
2: from from. somebody who's you know in a lot of different fandoms, whether it is Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, like it got Star Wars, Star Trek like yeah. going to comic conventions for years and years and years and being around a lot of these fucking people mm-hmm. and i say fucking people with a lot of conviction conviction because there are a lot of assholes out there yeah. who are very gatekeepy and mm-hmm. not even when it comes to male versus female but also a lot of racism and a lot of gatekeeping yeah. when it comes to it because like you said, they are visual people or they're either literal people where it's like, no, it it has to say word for word that this person is Black. Otherwise they are not allowed to be portrayed that way. No, that's not how it works. Interpretation and fantasy goes in all directions at all times. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, and I deal with it all the time, especially at conventions. And you would think- and, and the crazy part about it too, and, and not to like go off on this tangent, like obviously online, it's a lot easier for, <laughs> it's a lot easier for a lot of these people to go off online because yeah. they are behind a keyboard, mm-hmm. but the goal that some of them have to actually speak this like out in public at conventions that I've been seen and around is absolutely mortifying and it's a disgrace to this whole genre of fantasy as a whole because when I think of fantasy I think anything is fucking possible yeah that is what I think when I think of fantasy it means anything is possible and can be possible it probably will happen and it's like everybody is included in that
1: Yeah, when you when you think all colors, right, all ethnicity backgrounds, you think human, right? Not just the your standard fucking North Carolina hick white boy. Like that's not what you think of when you think it's like. You know, so yeah, they did the same fucking thing with John Boyega in Star Wars. In Star Wars, yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. that poor yeah, fucking kid. They did the same thing. They do he's, it every he's so time fucking time
2: good, good too. Oh, no. yeah, he's so incredible. good,
1: incredible, absolutely incredible. So, yeah. so they do it every fucking time. RDR, you know, he's gonna be fucking unstoppable. You know, yeah, I he, he's,
2: he's like honestly, I I really truly hope. you know as as far as this this show is going and the biggest thing is not only do i hope that the show like just keeps going up and up for just for what it is being lord of the rings but even just for the sake of the the actors that are getting all this flack and everything i hope more than anything that they will and not even hope i know that they are going to come out at the other end of this show just fucking unstoppable because they're already incredible Aaron yep. is such a fucking good character. Disa yeah. is such a fucking good character. She is amazing. I've been seeing interviews of them. They are fucking incredible people. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that they are still, like, obviously it's their job. They're going to these interviews, but they're so, like, positive and hopeful. Boys. And they're just so fucking Hoist is the word. They just, so God, the wow. the they just they handle are- this shit so well. Yes. And they are just freaking royalty for yeah, that
1: no yeah exactly so politically correct just like against all odds just doing what they need to do and like i'm just like god you feel like you were raised by the fucking r.i.p queen elizabeth herself like i'm just like god you're just royal <laughs> bitch you're royal yeah, like you're- they're just really killing it and i'm like yeah i'm here for all of you i you know i support all of them so dearly because I can't imagine what it's like yeah to and be I mean, a person in that position a person of color in that position
0: you yeah know? I think uh Jenna you really spoke that well you know like fantasy is for everyone and just to go back a little bit I didn't mean to confuse or make anything awkward for people um <laughs> when I was saying like oh we don't understand their perspective I was thinking more about like person of color perspective they might have a problem with it, but I sorry, I was no, too if far if, gone. if
2: some, no, if somebody who is a person of color has no problem or feels the same way that a lot of like these other people online feel, then that's their own prerogative. But yeah, the majority is not like that. And yeah, I know that right. personally because I do, I, I have friends again in the, the convention scene. Who are people of color that are constantly beat down on social media all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and I listen to them and it's like the only the only thing that you can do is just support them. That's yeah. that's really it. That's because all,
1: yeah, no, and it's true, <laughs> because that's like all we have the power to do, and it sucks. Yeah. You know, we and and that's really why I brought it up is because I'm like, okay, if we're gonna have a platform by any shape of the word this is what I want to be saying, you know? So yeah, like, yeah, that,
2: that way we've gone off on this incredible <laughs> tangent, but you know,
0: <laughs> we definitely don't want to go over the but, hard, like it's important.
2: No, it is. Yeah. It, I mean, this could yeah. be a whole, like just podcast in itself, just as a, a segment of Absolutely.
0: Dude, if anyone does this podcast, let us fucking know. We're listening. (laughs) No, but, like, really, also, if anybody wants to, if anybody's a person of
1: color that's into any of this and, you know, wants to have a a free seat on it, we will do it. We
2: invite you. We want you here.
3: Literally, just
1: to do, you know, we just want to talk to you about all of this, like, everything, and just, like, if you're just a cosplayer, or if you're just into any of the lore of anything that we're talking about you know like we're always here for it we want to use this platform if any platform at all for good
0: you know that's the main point always so speaking of fantasy I just want to point out this is a quick tangent but (laughs) among many it's not a fantasy character but kind of my favorite movie of all time is Robin Hood Men in Tights directed by (laughs) Mel Mel Brooks it's just slapstick (laughs) A couple years ago for Halloween, I was Dave Chappelle's character. Uh, she did she- not do blackface. People. No, I did Ugh. not. Do blackface. <laughs> <laughs> like, out there. I think <laughs> just
2: about me- the same,
0: <laughs> man. No, 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 Just the the, uh, and I like learned all of his lines because I, I loved his character in that movie. He's funny as hell. But like again, like fantasy is for everyone. Yeah, it truly really is, and you can make anything fantasy, which is cool. Like, yeah have fun with well,
1: it yeah 100%. no 100 and yeah i think that what jenna said spoke volume she has a lot of experience in just this realm of all things like she, as she is she's a cosplayer herself she's a twitch streamer she is a gamer she kind of knows a lot about a lot of things when it comes to like this you I'm know the, i'm the tyrian of this it, podcast
2: i know a lot of things in our tranquil
1: she drinks and she knows things, you know? So yeah. So, uh, yeah, she pretty much has the most experience with it. I almost only have like online experience. I have a lot of friends that are into it that are people of color, but they're not into it in the way that they're outwards or outspoken or trying to be in, you know, the conversations or anything. So like, I, it really does that. I mean, I
2: haven't, I haven't looked at it um, as much as I have for, because obviously, like, you know, I'm part of this segment of the cast, but I mean, are people as far as like the Game of Thrones actors also getting plaque as well? Because there are people of color that are portraying well, so, Valerians, so is, right? I, I right?
1: believe that in Game of Thrones, especially in the first season when we were introduced to Essos with Daenerys, that was when we started seeing people of color. Like the Duke Well, black- no,
2: I mean for for this like for this, House a, House of, of Dragons Dragon. spe- like specifically being like the Valerian. It, well,
1: no, the Valerians they have not gotten anything, and in, in fact, they've mostly gotten praise from what I've seen. It, hmm. It's like, oh, I I like uh, people of color, especially like well, black to- people, are just like I'm happy to see other black people on stage, like on screen be of power right not as slaves like that uh, so
2: that's the thing that's like i'm i'm really questioning um well again to go on again to go on another tangent and like put you know parallels between you know two different shows when i know we're supposed to be discussing the one show but it's just kind of like you know you, you sit here and you you knock these actors for portraying dwarves and elves and being people of color but well, i never read the the previous books or read the books as far as game of thrones goes so i don't know if valyrians are well, ever people of color but then all of a sudden you have people of color who are portraying these characters but they're getting praise for it well so yeah if they're acting yeah. is spectacular they're acting is spectacular it shouldn't fucking matter so 100%. like why is one getting praise and, and not the other
3: 100
1: i think that um honestly again it's still
2: the same genre it's fantasy
1: yeah Yeah. if i'm being honest first of all i don't know if the valerians were ever noted because valerians did not exist in the game of thrones that we know it like the game of thrones series right that we were introduced them in the house of the dragon um we i don't know if in the book because it's based off the book dance dance of the dragons i don't know if they were No, like if if they were described to be any darker or you know complexion wise or anything or I I don't know um but I do know that the people that are watching Game of Thrones are probably not the same people if anything like there's there's a 50-50 split where if 100% of people are watching both Game of like Game of Thrones 50% of them are also watching Rings of Power
3: Oh, I think the rings wrong. of
1: power. Wa- the the people that are complaining in rings of pa- about rings of power are the ones that are the uh like probably racist <laughs> fans of Tolkien and have read all the books. Yeah,
2: so like, I just like if I'm um... being
1: honest, like if really gonna com- if you're really gonna complain about someone's skin complexion, even though he's a badass motherfucking elf, like. Yeah then you have an issue with yourself, my friend. Like, that's wow. all I have to say,
2: you know? Yeah, I just looked it up and it says that the members of House Valerian are supposed to be pale skin and have purple eyes. Just like the Targaryens. Oh. Okay.
1: So, good to know. Cool. Yeah. They made them black. I think that Game of Thrones is also, like... Also, I don't know how many fans of the Game of Thrones, um, like, actual books are the ones that are really on Twitter though. So like, it's hard to gauge who, because really it's not that the fans aren't all ha- like the fans are happy, but so we know from social media, the problem mm-hmm. is that the fans of rings of power that have read the books and that are unhappy about R and and pretty much just R and because I don't think they give a shit about anybody else. It's really just him um. that's getting all the bullshit uh those are the ones that are actually on twitter and i'm like okay cool you're like kyle fucking rittenhouse thanks you know you're just using social media for doing nothing but <sighs> hating like i'm sorry i care to them all the kyle fucking Rittenhouse. yeah i mean it's
2: that a fair comparison kyle, and you're a too. sorry let's get real <laughs> like all right yeah. well anyway speaking of badass <laughs> elf Aaron dear Wait, wait! We I have know. to go back to the Harfoots. I know, true Harfoots. We yeah, we we will get a little bit back on track. We'll we'll finish no, we'll up today. this. Was a whole rant. rant. I just this wanna, episode. I mean, I, we just want to make it very clear that that we're not yeah. here. For that shit. We're not here for the shit. No, yeah. not that not. kind of shit. So, Never will be. Not. Never have been.
0: Especially, I think you know, like coming from. Three people who are like have some artsiness in us like the create like nobody I don't care who you are like your creative life should never be smushed by any
1: coming to it knowing um racist people in my past and knowing that yeah. by any means necessary they'll make everything white and they will whitewash everything that they can mm-hmm. and I'm like you're not gonna whitewash this sorry yeah. you you're done or, or, yeah you can get out of here
3: yeah um okay
0: oh. <sighs> uh going into <laughs> we're on
2: the end if there's ever any <laughs> suggestions of what you would like us to talk about we can also do episodes of just random stuff too oh yeah <laughs>
0: Hell yeah! You know oh we got god. you on the
2: next uh, next episode of people being pissed off about uh, people of color characters. We're going to talk about the upcoming Little Mermaid. Yes. Oh no my god. 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 I do. I'm, no, I'm that's not not another fucking me. tangent. No. No. Oh my god, I know. Bailey Bailey is a fucking beautiful fucking voice. You? She is perfect for the role. Oh. I don't give a shit. To everybody else can shut the fuck up. Back yes. to the Harfoots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back yes. to the Harfoots. Back to the yeah. Harfoots. Um, yeah.
1: We will actually do a special episode. I really want to uh, with christina specifically because she loves lord of the Rings, she loves game of thrones she is also a person of color she's a black girl and i'm like yep i'm gonna have her on here oh, yeah.
3: um
1: nonetheless okay uh bah, bah, bah. nori's group is being left behind okay yes first i want to say i laughed cried, i laugh cried mm-hmm. when i saw their little huts in the camo Oh. of the big like oh dandelions and yeah. they, it was so fucking cute it reminded me of Lion King the non-live action for some reason just like this little tut 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 through the maybe yeah. it was Jungle Book it, it reminded me of Disney somehow yeah. Yeah. It, it, but the way that they camouflaged their hut was so fucking cute um, but we start off with the little, little putt-putts of them going through.
2: Yeah.
1: And then Nori's uh, dad's, his ankle sprained or broken or some other. and
0: Right. And, and something we didn't mention before. So leading up to all of this, you know, Jenna had said before that um, the father, the one who has the, the hurt ankle he was, like, very optimistic. Like, don't worry, we're not going to get left behind. We're going to be at the front of the
2: caravan. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because oh, Meteor Man yeah. fucked everything yeah. up. They got yeah. put in the it
0: back. paper on fire and scared everyone. She, you know, Nori got in trouble with the group because she broke their rules. Yeah. And yeah. they were disciplined. Now, they didn't excommunicate them because she's so young. So, thank yeah. God she got a break there. They but were, but yeah. they put them at the end of the caravan yeah i'm way more sus- susceptible to getting left behind i yeah. know which was
1: which was shitty because they all looked at each other in that moment and we're like oh fuck like how are we gonna do? yeah that
2: because they, they were so sure that they were you know going with the group everything yeah. was going to be fine and yeah
1: yeah which was which was shitty so was- uh so then they're trying and then um the friend stays behind what's her name polly P- oh poppy poppy Polly. Poppy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Poppy. Yeah. So she's doing, so, okay. One thing that I wanted to mention actually during the ceremony was mm-hmm. that they mentioned like, um, Oh, what's his name? Oh, what's the name? Um, Sadik, mm-hmm. the main, uh, Harfa guy, he's talking, he says two names and you you're on Poppy's face and she starts crying and mm-hmm. it makes me think that both of her parents died.
2: Yeah, because you don't see her family. Yeah, no, all. no at all. But then
1: and then also when she's doing the cart, she's doing her own cart like and yeah. she stays yeah. behind to help them. So I'm pretty sure both of her parents are have
2: died.
0: And another yeah. thing I wanted to mention too about being left behind. So yeah,
2: because her uh, her last name is Proud Fellow.
0: Yeah, it seems like all of the people have gotten lo- left behind. It was like accidents, right? Like natural things that happened. But I do think that like, sometimes there were names being mentioned, like they either went off the trail, got lost, couldn't carry their things. And like everybody in the Harfoot community when migrating has to carry their own weight. Yeah. So like they, they can't help each other, but like, it kind of pissed me off that they were so like, you have to take your, like, as a group, I'm like, build this man a stretcher and somebody's taking that.
1: that, I mean, and so that's kind of the thing is that like, I mean, it makes sense when it comes to survival. That made sense to me immediately is that like, they all band together when they're fully migrated into a place, they protect each other. But when they're migrating, like, it's like, every man for himself I get uh-huh. that because they all have their own families to take care of their own cards to carry they have their own responsibilities so it's kind of like it's the whole thing like you can't pour from an empty cup like if I'm helping you with yours then my family loses uh-huh. right like they're all very like just not above their means at all they're at their means completely so that completely made sense to me it sucks but that's uh for the lack of a better term humanity right no, we're, dying <laughs> we're dying
2: together we're
0: dying together
1: which i mean she is very die. much willing
2: to do because she does choose to stay behind even though I she know. is within her own means to be by well, herself and keep going She's yeah exactly leaving it, them behind.
1: it with poppy like it's just like she wasn't holding anybody else back so that makes me think that she doesn't have any family like her yeah. parents must have died because she did start crying
2: Right. during
1: the ceremony
2: yeah yeah and as that, like i said I her mean, her last name is proud fellow which i think are the some of the names that last names yeah. of some of the ones that he mentioned
1: yeah. yeah so oh my god i hope it wasn't her dad that died by the bees jesus how <laughs> oh god <laughs> how <embarrassing>. uh,
2: <laughs> But
0: yeah
2: so <laughs> <laughs> so basically the dad says he just needs to catch his breath yeah. That everything is still fine he's still he's still optimistic he's still cool. like no we got this I just need to like give me a minute and I love this. give me love a minute this, and then all of a sudden their cart just starts moving Yep. and a uh, meteor man just comes no, out,
1: no, of the, no, out of the well, side there it wasn't all of a sudden so basically they're all well, like, no because it was
2: still and well, then, no,
1: no, no no, no. but then he comes out and he says friend well he moves the cart he for- moves the
2: cart to come out from behind it so yeah, they're like yeah they're like huh
1: yeah so they all stand and then he pops out like the big old gaggly bastard Thanks. that he is yeah. and is just like friend and i cried I I was like oh my god you need this friend Nori. he needs you Uh, really nice
2: big strong giant yeah make sure that your cart gets to where and of course that is I I feel like that is a very good segue into his story of coming you know becoming closer with the Harfoots because I think what's going to end up happening is that he's going to help them Either fully catch up with the caravan, or make sure that they get to the grove where they're all headed, and um, all of the rest of the Harfoots are going to see that that this is basically a gentle giant, and that he's he's trust like he's trustworthy, and he's there yeah. to help. And I think he's going to end up having more of a relationship with um the the main Harfoot, and he maybe he lets protecting. him look at the book.
0: Yeah, he might end okay. up protecting the community. Yeah too like yeah. as they trust him they're like oh he can protect us and we don't have to be as careful and naive you
2: know yeah, yeah. so cause well because i think um that main Harfoot, i i don't know why i keep forgetting static her, I static. Like, yeah. yeah. so i think with him with the book and having even more information on the constellations and what um Meteor Man is is looking for. I think they might have a relationship at some point as well because I don't know if he just, it's memory loss and he this is just something that's slowly coming back to him or he literally has to like relearn everything. Like, yeah. I don't know what his memory is at this point, but I think their relationship might get stronger because they're both, uh, like obviously he's going to be a knowledgeable person. He's very strong, yeah. but yeah so is
0: like he's relearning because of how uh, like he seems so scared and oh no he's a baby he's literally like
1: jenna and i said it earlier like he's infant like he's he's learning everything like he's terrified of everything that's why he's like that's why it was like i'm just like
2: okay i'm a. That's why I'm like, and I don't know if this story? is like reverse. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, was oh like I don't know if this is like reverse dementia in a way, where it's something that like over time things are just gonna keep coming back to him. Oh my god, I know. And no. all of a sudden he's, he's gonna said- like see something in the book or something like that, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it clicks. And- I, yeah, I
1: don't I don't know, but maybe it's like it will be a C se- like a season fucking series long thing of like trying to you know and, and so we don't know what's going to happen we know that he knows two words now Nori and friend. Yeah, and him. that is why I sobbed <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god we're teaching this grown man baby something I can't yeah when he moved
0: um, out of that cart I was so fucking happy it was like the best moment of the episode I always knew that he would be in the car. I was almost mad that they were
1: trying to have the the dad with the busted ankle call this giant
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> like i'm like could it, like could he not like why were you hiding him in that cart but as soon as he pops out and then he like you know they're all like shook and then he's like friend and then nori's like i have an idea and i'm like yes bitch yes you do he's gonna he's gonna keep you up with it yeah it's kind of like like um I hate to say this but like an ant trail right like you got to keep up otherwise you know and it's yeah. all animal species are like all herd animal species are like this right like it's like survival of the fittest you gotta keep up you know yeah. so this man is gonna help and,
2: and initially they they are very much like like you said like herding things because i believe that's how it is in most you know packs of animals whether it's some kind of herding like gazelle or wolves or or whatever things that travel in packs where the the old and the the injured are up in the front yeah which is usually normal you know and the strongest usually is in the back to you know make sure that so 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 for for them to be placed in the back it's like
1: city, it's kind of like they're like okay yeah we're leaving you to die
2: here. especially I since know. he was like so convinced that he was going to be at the front because he was so positive because that's it seems like that's how they do things yeah where it's like oh you know they're going to put us in the front because you know we were weaker so we have to be right. in the front yeah. and then they just yeah i know and that and was, he's like, still positive about it just I blows know. my it's, mind how like God, just optimistic he, the harfoots are
1: is the most amazing person i love that man um static heart static burrows is not positive that man is like a motherfucker but i think it's because he's just seen some shit
2: yeah he's He's just seen some shit so he's very he's yeah he's a little bit more jaded when it comes to the the outside
1: yeah and even nori's mom is just like oh my god you're like okay so this was a really shitty moment i'm watching this with my dad and um nori's mom is just like oh you think that you're she's trying to explain how she knows meteor man and she's like you know i think you know like i i feel like i have to protect him etc like she's giving her all spiel and her mom's like oh you think you're special don't you and i'm like oh that's what every parent should like how horrible is that to (laughs) say to your kids but like That's their life. You know what I mean? Like they are ordinary and nothing of the sort. They're not supposed to be anything other than ordinary. That's how they live their lives. So like anything extraordinary on any capacity is, is culture shock for them. It's stimulating too much. So like this, I'm like, I am honestly surprised that when fucking Bigfoot himself came out of the drapes on fire (laughs) that they all yeah. did pass out. Like I really thought yeah. all of them were just going to like literally yeah, they, they were
2: pre- they were pretty uh, put together for having a, a giant come and stump. And that's through what i their-
1: <laughs> I really I was like they're all going to pass out because like other like a like a baby
3: goat in shock. frozen in That's shot. what I thought. I was yeah. like what are you-
1: like that's yeah. what I was expecting. Was <laughs> the fainting collapse. <laughs> so, um, you know, but they, so it's like, they have the capacity, obviously they deal with predators on the daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am happy that he helped them. I was very happy that he helped them, you know, and he's going to help them keep up with the pack. And Poppy is there with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I'm just like, if Pop, like my thing, I'm getting way too into the Harfoots. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I know this is not the story at all, but I'm so invested in them. But I'm like, if Poppy's parents died, why didn't
0: they take her in? Like, I know she's grown, but like. Because the Harfoots are assholes. Like, they're sweet and adorable in so many ways, but like, like, look, it
2: comes give- to surviving, they're just very unpopular opinion.
0: Harfitz are dead. Exactly. Because <laughs> what the better way to survive is in a community. Like, you need to keep your people alive. Yeah. You need to keep, like, to me, I, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna fucking quote Rick from The Walking Dead. Oh, we no. need, oh no, together. God damn it. Like, Oh. I, sorry, this survival mentality is bullshit to me. I'm like, y'all are fucked up for putting them in the back and leaving for them for dead, and being like, oh, at our means, fuck that. You need to make it work. I, I would never leave my people behind. I don't I know, care. It, I, mean,
2: I mean, to play devil's advocate, though, I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play, though. Let's play. I can almost... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> obviously we we have uh, Harfoots are dicks versus Harfoots are adorable and amazing, you know, creatures. Mm-hmm. They could be both. The thing is is mm-hmm. that I get the whole survival thing, right? Yes. And I get the whole alignment of the caravan. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that they're... In those certain, like, like in those types of communities, there also needs to be order. And, yes. and, uh, like if you're gonna break rules, you, there needs to be consequences, of course. And I think he was just put in a position of, because what if Meteor Man was dangerous? You just brought him to us, which is the reasoning why they were put to the back. Because the alternative is that he hurt some of them, killed some of them, and then what? Right. So yeah, like the only reason that you know they 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 were gonna be left behind regardless, when you really look at it, because you said the reasoning that they were even put to the back or even and not banished altogether, which was the original plan which is what would happen to anybody is because of Nori. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so um, I understand their, their reasoning for like you, you put all of them in danger because just because you're like on a personal level, confident that meter man wasn't going to do anything. They don't know that.
0: Of course. Of course. They haven't met him. They don't know him. They don't know that he's a friend for now. and the
2: the fact that he can't even communicate for himself either which is even stranger to them because it's he can't even come and explain himself like why he's there what his motives are or or anything so it's even more up in the air because they're like this this thing doesn't talk like why
0: power yet so like i'm sure this is going to be for them eventually
2: well yeah and that's that that's a good point too like they they just saw him up in a fiery blaze spinning around like a dumbass they, yeah. haven't, actually seen, <laughs> yeah. they yeah. haven't actually seen yeah they haven't actually seen him like you know control any of the elements or, or do anything well, like that,
1: So my devil's advocate to your devil's advocate <laughs> is um and i kind of answered it for my myself but i wanted to say anyways is that I understand why they specifically Nori and her family were left at the back, mm-hmm. um, but why was Poppy the second last?
2: Well, because she chose and she's that she's she was by an
1: herself, right? Like I know that she was an yeah. accomplice, but like if she was by herself, and if it were, really was a community thing. Yeah. I think
2: that was up to her. That, that was her choice to, well, to okay. and I think them. on
0: like a logical level too, like it is only her. She doesn't have as much to protect. And I think the other people, like if they have family, they have more to protect. Like, you know, like Nori is on her, she's just solo dull. Yeah but, with-
3: when,
0: yeah, but when you're when you're
1: migrating, it's almost less about protection and more about like who can carry the load. I think that's what we're experiencing with nori right is that her dad normally would be the one that's carrying the load and he can't do that right so poppy being by herself
0: yeah why
1: if, if if it was a true like pack in that sense like so for a wolf pack for example the strongest go in the front and the back it's the alpha and the omega right like they always so everybody that falls in between is protected by both ends that's only specifically for wolves there are a lot of other species that do it differently when they're migrating but you know with this if it's like the i am just my question more so not for you guys just you know hypothetical and just it like to be answered i guess throughout knowing this is how do they like what is their order of migration is it like the person that's the most honest goes at the front because it seems like the person that's the least honest goes in the
2: back at this point, right? Or the person oh, that like, I'm sure that like, has something to do with it. Because yeah. even um because I, I think also at some point, and I don't know if I'm remembering this right or not, but when when he says that they are going to the back, um, they question it. They're like the back back, or you mean like the middle of the back? or the front of the back, yeah. like they, they even questioned it too. They're like, wait, you mean the, the end, the, the very last. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think their, their hierarchy is probably set up in that way of like who contributes the most yeah. or who yeah. does the most workload or gets the most food, or, you know, something with the harvest or providing, I'm sure it has a, a lot to do with that. I know
1: if anything, I'm just like, um, we'll move off this yeah now, but but uh, if anything
2: i'm just until, like, until next time we'll move i know
1: i'm, I'm yes. really i like my my um overall thought is that poppy doesn't have any parents or any siblings no. like she's in this by herself and like i'm just
2: like harfoot's
1: motherfuckers if you don't take care of that girl because I'm telling you. Yeah, I, awesome. I think
2: her staying was on her own volition because she's just her and Nori are just
1: I know, but what else friends. is she gonna do? Fucking go off and get
0: killed by bees? Like
1: No, she
2: was she's strong travel. enough to stay with the rest of, with, with the rest of the caravan. Yeah, she would be
0: like and she's also crazy. strong enough to fucking take care of herself, apparently.
1: Well,
2: I know.
0: I know. But that's the thing is like everything
1: is so community focused when they are fully migrated and in their places and feeling safe that I'm like, you know, I just want her to have something other than nori's pushy ass you know what i mean like nori is not the best friend for somebody that doesn't have any fucking parents right is the worst friend for somebody that doesn't have any parents like nori is gonna get you into a puddle of bullshit and then you're gonna have no one to go to after to cry (laughs) like yeah
0: so yeah so are harfoots assholes i i'm on the side i I don't i think
2: they. i think harfoots are just on the on the line of tough love and survival. They're, they're just a tough love type of... Yeah. I'm so glad I'm not a
0: fucking Harfoot because Maddie, I would have been died. I would <laughs> have died at age one. at age one. <laughs> you uh, age one. Fuckers. Uh, yeah. uh, like, find me again and I'm gonna fucking end up being in. Okay.
2: But you know who can take care of themselves, kind of, because you didn't exactly escape Aaron Deer. <gasps> Exactly. You can fucking fight, dude. Fucking That's- great transition, Jenna. We were about to go there. Thank <laughs> you. This, oh my god. So, oh, th- this was like it. the second heartbreak as well. Oh, not god, just because awful. of of um Thondier with his with his throat being flashed, but then um, Hano was got some uh, arrow to to the chest, not the knee, to the chest. Yes. It's fucking heartbreaking because it's like you wall. you just almost think he's going to make it. It's very reminiscent of uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. And oh. uh, what's his name? Rickon. Running Rickon oh. for his fucking life and just yeah. an arrow and okay. him just turning so, around and yeah. the arrow right. sticking out. I was like, God damn it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let me set the stage. All right. So we cut to the final scene. And Deere is in the trenches. He it, did he cut the tree, or is he now about to cut the tree?
2: No, he the the scene prior, he was cutting the tree. I think. Say? Okay, they,
1: but now they're back in the trenches.
2: Yeah, now they're they're back down. They they have this plan that they are going to uh, basically break their chains.
1: Yes, they're gonna try. Yeah, or try to. Mm-hmm. And
0: well, keyword try. <laughs> yeah, but always try. <laughs> the fight scenes were fucking exceptional. I just want to say, Aaron him, Deer-
2: him flying across the fucking screen, oh man. What a so fucking good.
0: daddy! What a daddy he is. Mortal Kombat, but so good. for elves, it oh. was fucking good.
1: I think oh even like the chamber were here, so just
2: good. Flip right in the neck.
0: Yeah.
1: I have a thing for pointed ears now just because of that that scene. I'm just like, yeah, no, <laughs> cosplay, baby. Oh, the pointed ears, I want yeah. it.
2: But doing that, they also uh, re- released the warg, which we, oh, we saw, which so was so a hyena on fucking steroids. They literally, I
1: was like, I was thinking, I'm like, what is this? Because like? you saw like a little wet coming out and I was yeah. like, that's a hyena. Of some sort, and then he comes out. He has got no fucking lips. It's all mouth. Yeah. It's, yeah, all, it's all. So, yeah. So they're doing the most. It was an exceptional action scene. I was very here for it. They're working together, um, and you know, trying to break the chains. A couple of them did. A couple of them died and oh, yeah. Aaron Deere, like he just like with that ricochet jump to fucking like yeah. collapse the the shit on the orcs where they all That's start burning from the sun i was like yeah what a smart piece of
0: shit he is i yeah. love him i love yeah. him i love him yeah he was fantastic and i just want to say because we talked about this and we always talk about this in podcasts but what was so beautiful about this whole fucking thing, the lighting was fucking pristine. I mean, they're basically in the sunlight in the desert. Like, you're not going to miss anything. Yeah. So I just want to say, like, kudos to fucking L-O-T-R-O-P. That's what I call it now. L O T R R O P. Like, <laughs> L-O-T-R-O-P? Yes. Very, very good lighting. Well, no, and that's and that's actually, it,
1: it is, that's a great point, Maddie, because it's something that we don't really see in a lot of battle scenes in the shows that we watch, like Game of Thrones. A lot of the battle scenes are dark. diluted and dark, so they don't have to spend so much or do so much detail with the CGI, with the lighting, right? So this being in full light, That's a very good point. And this is where the money is going, folks. Yeah,
0: that was a treat.
1: Yeah, no. If you think about every battle scene in Game of Thrones history, right, almost all of it is dimmed at some point, especially in season fucking eight, where, like, you couldn't see shit for the entire first battle, right? Like, it's because. Not, I don't want to say it was budget-wise. I think it was just like, it's a lot of fucking work, guys, to do do CGI like that, to do videography like that, to do stunts like that, to do choreography, fighting like that. It's a lot of work. So The fact that they did this, and you're right, in in complete daylight, Uh incredible. I didn't even think about that. I appreciate the scene so much more now just because of that, because I'm like, yeah, this took a lot to make yeah. it
0: I wanted And to it, it was a great scene. It I wasn't to for this ending scene specifically because yeah, of no. how well it, it was.
1: Yeah, it wasn't as bloody as I wanted it to be. Uh it wasn't as gory as I wanted it to be, but that's just me being yeah. a psycho. Um <laughs> and and just reveling in that. But it was fantastic. Aaron yeah. Deere fucking did the damn thing and um I think when I brought up the the whole race thing earlier is because I read that note and I was like, oh, we got to talk about this man. We got to yeah. talk about him and and his livelihood because he's a fucking boss right now. Yeah, and yeah. it's just
2: like, walking, like I don't know. Just the head. the whole scene is just insane to me. Like it's just, he, he's just so freaking good in it, mm-hmm. and like. <sighs> Even even something just so small, because the the scene where he goes flying across, it's literally a tree branch. I know like, yeah. it's yeah. literally it's not even a like a full on weapon. It was just improvised. Like they're gonna they're yanking literally yanking on my chain. I have no choice. They're pulling me towards them. I yeah, need to figure just something just out right now.
3: Right yeah. Breaks
2: off a fucking branch, and that's what he stabs the fucker with. Like. Yeah he yeah.
1: is not just a good fighter he is so smart yeah. that's what this showed us is that he is incredibly smart Yeah, yeah. you know everything yeah. that he did and then at the the like the you
0: know it was just very quick thinking yeah. and And what's what's even better about that scene, just like him being so smart about it, like, yes, he had to improvise and think quickly, but he also knew that the the physics of them pulling, he was not even going to have to exert pressure into stabbing the, the pressure of them
3: pulling yeah he was- just grabbed it and went yeah yeah
1: you know that's what i'm saying like he like it all of it was just like it wasn't like a your general battle scene where men are just using brute force like it it was like he was really thinking about it i don't think it gave as much like it it kind of felt like a a really good battle scene with fairy dust on it like it was a little soft In my opinion, Uh, it was Mm -hmm. good, but it was a little like elvish.
3: You know, it was a little. (laughs) Um, I thought
1: thought it was lit. But it, you know, that's what it felt like. It felt like he was kind of floating when he should have been being pulled. And, you know, he, it, Mm. it caught him in the moments of where you knew that he was thinking about his next move and then he caught the next move. And, you know, versus like, something else that is more realistic that would be
0: like they slow it,
2: it down boom,
0: boom 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 this was mm-hmm. more like
1: boom, yeah, i
2: think so
0: bloody floaty, floaty, boom well floaty, i'm wondering floaty, if maybe boom. that slow down effect is why you're getting it more of a float feel than like uh this is happening well, yeah no i'm sure
1: it is i'm sure it is because that's giving you the time to understand what he's thinking uh, and what his ex move is right so like i'm that was 100 done on purpose like this whole thing was done precisely because of how we're gonna view it and us understanding his next move. Because if all of it happened as quickly as it would have happened in real time, none of us would have understood any of the moves that he would have made, right? We would have been like, why are you grabbing a tree bark, you fucking idiot? Like That's what we would have thought in the moment. But because it was slowed down to a pace of like his thinking, him grabbing that made total sense
2: you know mm, yeah yeah so basically that whole plan ends up failing unfortunately <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even though he Thanks, is so, even he even though he is so swift on his feet <laughs> elf-like and all yes uh, the unfortunate demise uh oh my of, god i really thought at least one of them would get out. Dang like I, re- I, I, I really did. I didn't think that they would kill one earlier on in the episode and then kill like, all of them. was dirty again like that I in such you. like a sad I mean, I way.
1: You. But Jenna, I just want to go but, back. But I mean, into in so, trans- in- I, 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 I just <laughs> want to go back to your transition into <laughs> me and Maddie talking about the beauty of the scene. You're like. No. And that's how he gets fucked. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> he ends
2: up ultimately failing. <laughs> oh, but it's hilarious. It's true. He does. He gets pulled back down, which is again another more not more heartbreak because you just see his face wow. the entire time just falling to the ground. I know. And
1: very emotional face too. They're, the they're really
2: like they're set to kill him. Yeah. And then one of them is like. Nah, we would take him to our overlord, basically. Yeah. So he, he's going to be brought to Adar. Adar. Adar, who um, is, to my knowledge, not a character in the books. So this well, is okay, a completely so new character. Okay.
1: So when I was looking up Sauron, I knew that he was known, at, like Adar, Adar, Adar however. Was one of his like AKA names?
2: Well, yeah, it's sort of like an alias. But I don't. Then... Know, I'm
1: I'm sure it's not him. Like when I think yeah. of it, I'm like, oh shit, he's about to meet Sauron, and then I'm like, oh no, it's probably not him. It's probably one of his like disciples.
2: Yeah. So uh, uh, what mean? I what I think I'm bringing
1: uh, Catholicism into this. <laughs> I, well, I because <laughs> because
2: what they because what they do is they 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 introduce him. Uh, obviously, in a very ominous way, where he's he's coming down the this trench, and you see his hand, and you see the armor that's on his hand, which is very ring race, which is very Sauron. They no. all wear that type of armor, so I think they're they're really trying to make it look like Sauron, um, but oh. I, I don't think it is. I think he he might be a race of of some sort. So- um I hate to do another
0: Walking Dead reference, but is it like a I am Negan, we're all Negan kind of situation? Yeah, so so people. there is yeah. like a
2: hierarchy when it comes to like Sauron and then the Witch King and then oh. the Ringwraiths. There, there is. And all, all the Ringwraiths are some are former humans, some are not. Some They, they are people turned into their, their characters turn into Ringwraiths. Um, kind of like in the same way, like Harry Potter, like Dementors, like the, the yeah. Dementors yeah. were previous people. Kind yeah. of like in that, in that sense. Um, but what I do have to say, though, and I know that um, you will thoroughly enjoy this, Sammy, because I looked into this because I was looking at the cast, and I don't know if you looked this up or not, but uh, and I also watched the, the preview for the next episode. But there is a character named Oren, O R E N, and he is played by none other than the same actor who played Mr. Benjamin Stark. <laughs> <laughs> really? ben, Benjamin Stark is oh coming to Lord of God. the Rings.
3: Oh yeah, Benjamin! Okay. Benjamin! I
0: yes. feel bad for talking so much about game of oh my god, Benson! Yes.
2: Benjamin so much! So I looked that up because I was uh, I don't remember, I was looking up something else and I was looking at the cast list for some reason, and I noticed his face, and I was like, what? So I clicked on it and he is this character, Oren, which I believe they have put in the preview for the next episode.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god. Benjen fucking... Which also might be
2: this... I don't know if Adar is this Oren person, so I don't know if this person that they're like introducing with the orcs, well, is Benjamin Stark. Well, that's I don't a, know if that's his so character. If I, you know, the thing is, is because it, it, they only showed his face blurry, blurred, and, that, and it kind of looks like him now. It pisses me the fuck off. On and he has, and he has elf ears. He has pointy ears. His oh, face he does. Is, yeah, he has okay. elf ears. His face is blurred. And I think okay, that I think that's... black long hair. I yes, know that. So, that's, yeah, so yeah. I think that's what Ben... Who Benjen is, oh, who he's playing.
3: No! I think he's a baddie in
2: this. He's a baddie in this one.
1: Fuck. I mean, honestly, no, I would love to see it. Because yeah. he... I, like, I don't really know this this actor um, outside of Benjen, but, like, I know that Benjen... Oh, Jesus Christ. Benjen has been... Um, Benjen? Bendon, uh <laughs> god i fucking love that man he he's been like my christ beyond on the wall he's been like my like yeah gonna come save me yeah. if i'm ever out here <laughs> uh it's
0: yeah, fucking exciting
1: yeah, yeah so is, uh, i i well, think i mean that's the biggest thing is that like we we you have a character analysis you have a character theory we have no fucking clue because uh r is just like faced with this faceless fucking man and i'm like okay could it be arya stark could it yeah, be yeah
2: it's it's Star- really- it's, it- like- it's, re- it's really hard like- to because it's like uh like part of me like always wants to watch the the previews for the next episodes but then so far not a lot of them they are don't lining up anything. they don't really they really don't show yeah. anything because so- even the the preview of the the second or a preview of the third episode like after the second uh they showed a a balrog which is the big fiery demon looking dude and that was not in this episode at all yeah so So they're very out of order (laughs) when they're showing previews for the supposed next Uh, episode so i think that
1: i think okay so i think that what it's probably gonna be is that if they're doing it out of order maybe there is like a Maybe there's like a puzzle, right? Like you have to put all of the um, previews together, and then you'll get like a final picture. Maybe for like, I don't know, because the season three um, preview for for or no, the episode three preview for episode four. It makes sense. Like we're mm-hmm. we're getting Galadro, we're getting all this stuff. We're getting yeah, and then it, it goes, goes back in. to
2: Bronwyn because we haven't seen much of her. It goes back to yeah, uh, Elrond, so, and you know being in Cosm Duel. Yeah. So, so if they
1: didn't that. make any sense to anything, I would think like okay, let's put them all together, and that's the se- like the trailer for a season two. Which why haven't shows done that? That's a fucking seller idea, right? Like that's every. That's a fucking I great idea, don't um, but they haven't done ahead. that. So I,
0: but, I like look ahead. Like this is what's to come in the seasons. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah.
1: so that would be sick. Right. But um, you had mentioned something not being in it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's weird of like, why would you mention like, yeah, why would so- you put something in your trailer that's not in the episode?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a, the big fiery uh, Balrog. It's, the, it's basically the thing that, um, one of the things that uh, Gandalf fought in the Lord of the Rings movie that dragged them mm. down into when they visited Chasm du, which also uh, if <laughs> to, to put more parallels where they went and the door like speak friend and you can enter the yeah. Elvish door. That's where they are now. The dwarves are now that's mm-hmm. abandoned oh no so there's a balrog in there eventually because obviously gandalf fights it but that's the thing that they show in the preview and i'm like cool we're gonna see balrog nope nope, nope. <laughs> and then in this uh, but in this preview though it does seem a little bit more like they're on track because and uh it I'm also sure at, yeah. shows um we're, we're, that gonna- we're touching wow. base again with the boy uh bronwyn's son yes yeah um who's carrying around essentially the ring because it has power and it's attracting shit oh essentially yeah so yeah
0: yeah and we're definitely gonna find out uh if this is gonna make sense like if they're gonna be little fucking hoes or not about their previews like are is it gonna make sense in the next episode or are they gonna we're gonna be like damn they showed us some shit that we didn't see again
3: because they're (laughs) lying us
0: fucking
1: whores. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm hoping that everything is intentional. So if they're showing us anything that we haven't seen or that we're not going to see in the next episode, that it is like, I would hope this is my thought is I would hope that it's some sort of puzzle to be like, okay, this is in the seasons to come. Like, that's what I would hope. It's like, Season one and two, you get a trailer for the next episode, but it has nothing to do with the next episode. It's just, like, a piece of a trailer for season two. And then season, like, episode three, you get something that's about episode four. But then maybe episode four, you get something that's that's attached to the first one. You know what I mean? Like, I would hope that there's some sort of building block...
0: That would it, be a really good idea. That would be fucking sick if it was like that. Shows approved that quickly. I mean, yes, there are some things that we know like But it's Jeff Bezos. He's, He's approving a- his own shows. It's Amazon Prime.
3: Like <laughs> that thing.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying though, but like if you think about like an HBO show, right? Like Euphoria, I'm sure they knew they were going to get a season 2 because they were like this shit is good. But you can't start planning trailer tidbits if you don't get that. If they're like, mm, no, we don't want to do it season two.
1: Well, and yeah, so that's the thing is like, it's, it's really all just about like, do you get approved? Do you get viewership? How much money do you get funded from it? Right. Like Euphoria, they did not know that they were going to get a season two until almost eight months later. And mm-hmm. then they got approved. I believe they got like green light for this season two. Maybe Mm -hmm. not eight months. Maybe it was like three months. I don't know, but it was way after. Whereas, like, um, the ring or the uh the House of the Dragon was greenlit for season two after the first episode because how many people watched it, right? So, but they hadn't started filming it that yet. They don't have any, you know, filmography from that season. So it's yeah yeah so it's it's subby i like it um but anyways we've been here for a while
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) this was a long
1: one one.
0: yeah but if you're still here with us
1: if you're
2: still here you're
0: you're a fucking vet god bless you yeah (laughs) Yeah, you'll send you a t-shirt
1: i'm gonna send you a t-shirt if you're still here send us i'm gonna put a code out ready Uh we don't have a website. I can better cut out. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) Honestly, just email us. We'll send Uh. you shorts. Oh my god, we should make HB Ho logo shirts. What are we even doing? That's that's what I was gonna send to them so that y'all can identify yourselves as whores on the street. If you follow
1: us at hb.ho's on Instagram and send us the code hobbit, we will send you. A t shirt. <laughs>
0: yeah, 100%. That's, That's New no eye. <laughs> <Your laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you so much for being little sluts with us. We <laughs> love it. You
1: know,
2: we went on a few tangents, but they were very Ooh. necessary. Yeah, they, they
1: were, were absolutely necessary. necessary. I don't apologize for any of them.
0: Yeah, I no. think we all learned some really good things about just some really crucial things that are important in life but also about the show yeah when- fuck yeah yeah let's get out of here <laughs> Golly, <Maddie. laughs> I love you guys so much come back next week for another fucking l-o-t-r-r-o-p rop of <laughs> oh God. <laughs> live your best fucking ho ass um, life with us. Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. You can follow us at um Instagram is hb.ho Twitter is hb underscore hose, email us at hbhose at gmail.com. And you can
2: follow Jenna at uh, basically oh jenna elise the letter O. Jenna Elise on everything except Twitch. It's just Jenna Elise. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, bye yeah. guys.
3: Bye. See you later. <laughs>